And now I'm living in a nightmare. Yeah, that's right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's the best show. It's your guy, Tom. He's holding it down uh, for another week. The new best show, West Show, Los Angeles style, and we're doing it. And boy, oh boy, do we have a topic for you tonight. Where do you get a load of this one? Uh, a line that I remember was said by a Batman in the classic movie, Batman. When do they get a load of me? Remember when Batman was like, when do they get a load of me? And then everybody in theater was like, <gasps> and then Batman was like, pow, zoom. Right? Remember? Wait, am I getting details wrong? No, I got this right. I... I'm quite the batficionado, as they call me, and I don't know if a lot of you know, his name is not actually Batman. His name is the Batman. Well, no, that's his name is Bruce in real life. Behind the cape and the cowl, and they do call it a cowl, not a cape. Again, this is expert talk. You're not supposed to feel bad if you can't keep up with this. But his name is Bruce, and he puts it on, and then he becomes Batman, a.k.a. The Batman. The topic tonight is perfect albums. And now when I say perfect albums, I mean all killer, no filler, one song. It, every song could be the best song on the record. That's what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about no thing front-loaded with two great songs and a couple okay ones, then it gets good again, and then it gets okay again. No, we're not talking about that. 100% locked in. And there's some I, uh, some interesting nuances to this that we will get into as we go forward with it, because sometimes the greatest albums are not perfect albums. What? You'll find out more when we get into that and talk about it. You're here with Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of the best show, the only host there's ever been and the only host there ever will be, the show that started it all. Everything you like started here on the best show. Every one of these dopey podcast networks, God help me, uh, Forever Dog Exempted, Forever Dog Exempted, all the resty, I started all of it. All of it. All of it. The cream rise to the That's top. That's right, here. Macho Man Randy Savage. You tell him. You get it, Macho Man. And now you, at home or at work, in your car, at the gym, wherever you may be, you get the best show. And here again is our new theme. Recorded by our friend Nick from Islands. Here we go. Best show.
beginning of time and here i am on another tuesday night in june of 2022 here in lipstick city los angeles that's where the best show is located now and i am your host the show can move as and it comes down to wherever tom is that's where the best show is and the best show is now in los angeles because that's where tom is tom is me and my name is tom sharpling welcome the phone number 201 Nine eight nine zero zero one two. If you want to call and talk to me, well, that's the number to call, my friend. That's the number to get in on the action, and we have action galore tonight because we are talking about the perfect album. What is the per? What are perfect albums? Oh, I'm gonna smash this chair. I move my ankle and it hits the little switch and lowers it. You think I, like I'm outside a stupid grocery store on a ride out front. I tell you, live from the uh, best show studios in the uh, Forever Dog compound. Um, yeah, I move my ankle, move my foot. My ankle hits a little switch on one of these chairs. I tell you, it's a bleeping powder keg going on between my ears tonight. And I'm here to have fun. But I tell you, wrong person comes, I'll end up in jail tonight. I'll end up in jail. Straight up in jail. I'll end up in jail. What did we hear? We heard the band of Giant Dog, one of my all-time favorites. Their album Pile from 2016. We heard Disney. And you'll figure, and it's on Merge, and they're they're amazing. And you'll get a little more why I played that, because 
Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Is is Pile by a Giant Dog a perfect album? You'll find out, won't you? So we heard the Disney, that's great, and we also heard the new theme from our friend uh, Nick Thorburn from Islands did that. Thank you, Nick. Again, the phone number 201-989-0012. If you want to call in and be a part of the program tonight, that's what you do. We're excited. We have the whole crew on hand. Uh, everybody's here doing their thing. I'm doing my thing. You do your thing. We do our things. That's how it works. Let's go right to the phones. That's how we're going to do it. First up, bing bong, ding a dong. Let's welcome Emily to the show. Emily, welcome to the best show. Hey, Tom. It's Emily from Cape Cod. Oh, my goodness. Emily from Cape Cod. How are things on Cape Cod? In or on? You say on Cape Cod, right? We say on, yeah. That's native. So you're in Boston, but when you leave Boston, apparently... You go on Cape Cod. When you're, when you haven't gone over the bridges, you're in whatever town you're in. But once mm-hmm. you cross the bridges, you are on Cape Cod. Is that because it's because you're talking now? Cape Cod is uh, considered a uh, an island. It's a yeah. It's considered an island, yes. even though it's kind of technically not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a man-made island, but yeah. And do you like, what do you like you about know, Cape Cod? Um, what do you like? The grouper? You like eating grouper for dinner. What should we get tonight? Ooh, what if we get some grouper? And you'll be like, I thought we could get haddock. Well, you, I think you'd like it. And I know, well, actually, maybe you're not anymore. But if, you know, since you've been on the seafood diet. Well, I, I actually am. I don't mean to step on everything you're saying. I actually am on a seafood diet. It's a medical uh, condition oh. I have, and a doctor put me on a seafood diet. When I see food, I eat it. I know that, but then you said you were you went off of it. Well, I did because I started focusing more on fitness with the doctor's advice. Yeah. I started focusing more on fitness, and uh, by that, I it was fig- it was uh, figuring out a way that I'd be fitting this donut in my mouth. Exactly. Thank you, Emily. And that's the diet I'm on, too. If we were on a volleyball team, Emily, you would have. Am I? You would have. I said if. I'm not saying you are. I don't know if you're on a volleyball team. I know we are not on one together. I can know. I know that for a fact. But you would have hit the ball up, and I would have flown in because you were just, like, setting me up big time on that. And I appreciate it. It's a class act. It's a class act. You're repping Cape Cod. The right way, Emily. I try. Doesn't always work out, but um. So what do you what I do did, you, um, what do you eat on Cape Cod? What or is everything seafood there? It's a lot of seafood, but um, and I'll I'll tell a a local secret is that a lot of it isn't fresh. A lot of it is just flown up from like North Carolina, so save your money. Uh, um, how do you know when you're getting the fresh stuff, <laughs> the stuff that they actually pull out of the it's, ocean? It's got to come off the boat. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't uh, have those connections, then you know you're getting you're getting played. But uh, yeah, you know, 
I grew up here, so it's, um, you know, fortunately I, you know, know some people. So well, that's kind of that's vaguely end. menacing. You know some people. Is this are you, are you know, I, Whitey Bulger? Mm, oh God, no, 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 no. No, he was uh, he he was a bad man in Boston. I uh, hope I, I I don't think he did too much on the Cape, but I want to say this right now, <laughs> Emily. I got a little bit yeah. of a bee in my bonnet this week. So I'm looking. Okay. I, I said, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking at. I'm looking at. I might be looking at tussle. I might be looking at tussle. So I'm going to say you, this. You might be looking what? To tussle. I might be looking at tussle. Oh, okay, tussle. Any of these and uh, the uh, people who've listened to this show, God bless you. This show's been around for 800 years. Right now, mm-hmm. this is this. I think it's it's like uh, the best show and uh, Stonehenge. Or if neck and neck to see which one can uh, outlast the other. I put a challenge out years ago to the Zodiac Killer. Telling Zodiac Killer, come at me. I'll womp, I'll womp you. I'll knock your bleeping block off. And now I want to issue another challenge. Any of these mobsters... You want to fight me? Wait, maybe this is a bad idea. What am I doing? This is a terrible idea. Well, you, I'm going to rescind this uh, you'd, challenge. You'd win. you'd win with Whitey because he's dead. Well, okay. Any of these old school mobs, this is what I'm going to say. If you're an old time mobster, 70 and above, you've lived a hard life and you've gotten away with a lot of sleaze. So, I don't want to fight some young guy. Or lady. Ladies can be in the mob too. Bella Mafia. <laughs> right? We all saw Bella Mafia. The Lifetime movie Bella Mafia. <laughs> so. And look, if some lady mo- if some lady mobster sa- is up for the challenge and wants to fight me, I'll, I'll do it. I'm not looking to go. I'll fight whichever one of you criminals wants to fight me. I'll fight any of you criminals. But you gotta be seventy plus, because that's like that's like giving me points. That's like a spread, because because you're trash. If you're mob trash and you've probably murdered multiple people, you uh, are not scared of fighting anyone. So you uh, have a little advantage over me, because I don't got trash in my blood. Well, I do have trash in my blood, not violent trash. <laughs> that's sad trash in my blood. So I'll say this. Any of you mobsters, 70 plus, you wanna you wanna tussle? Let's tussle. Bare knuckle, right in the forever dog parking lot. Right in the forever dog parking lot. Well go at it. And if you win, you get to take over the best show. And if I win, I become a capo di tutti capo. I'm not even sure what that means, but I become it. And then I immediately dis, dis, dismantle my uh, my branch of the mob. At one of our mob dinners, I'll say, we're out. I'm turning my mob into a food bank. And you know what they'll say? Oh, 
<laughs> I can't believe he's turning his he's turning his freaking mop into a freaking food bank. He's making Saul look bad. <laughs> now, Emily, this is not what you called <laughs> yeah. about. You could never have predicted this in <laughs> your wildest dreams and or nightmares. But well, you're here. You. Are you calling about the topic, perhaps? Yes, I I am. Um, this is not so much of a declaration, but more of a question. Um, yeah, we need to lay out some ground com- some ground rules oh, for sure. perfect album. So this is perfect. What are your What are your uh, declarations? Um. Well. I, well, it's not really a declaration. It's just, it's just more of a question and I'm mm-hmm. not, it's probably not what you want, but, um, I wanted, I just wanted to know, is Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness a really good album? I feel it is. I feel it's one of the best, okay. but I say that knowing nothing about the technical side of music or engineering, and I'm really not one to speak with any authority on music and I'm genuinely willing to accept that I maybe don't have good taste in music, but this album, it's got diverse sound, um, some crazy B-sides, like legit amazing songs. Mm-hmm. However, I know Billy Corgan is obnoxious. But that's that's beside the point. And that's the other thing with this. The album okay. can stand as the statement that Obviously, the artists can be questionable for a variety of reasons. Of course they can. We're going to try to just look at the album as a singular statement and let that stand as what it is. Whether Billy Corgan is annoying or not is not a factor tonight. Yeah, he's awful. And I or I that, should say, um, for your case, tonight, tonight. Tonight, tonight, twice, yes. Um, you know, it, it was really, it's sort of like the quintessential teenage angst album. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it came out when I was a teen, and I, I can still listen to it, and it doesn't speak to me the same way, like the sad, sad teen I was, but it, I still, I still feel like it can take you on this emotional journey and song to song. Mm-hmm. I think it's just totally solid, but like I would, said, would you say, Emily, is see, there, is there a, there's not a bum song in the batch? Like you truly feel, so. and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not picking at it. This was never, they were never my jam. So I don't have the true reference point to start to, to try to counter any argument to go like, oh, well, no, that song's not so hot. They're not my band. But you can listen to Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness from start to finish, and you are just like, one song is as great as the next, and there's no false moment, no no bummer song that you just kind of wish wasn't on there. Nope. For me, it's a okay. whole thing, and it's a double album. And I can truly listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I just subjectively think it's just a really good album. It's got some bangers on there for people who aren't necessarily fans, but 
um, really, it, what's what really are, what are the big stuff. songs? Give people <clears throat> people who might not. And look, I, I'm a little, uh, I'm fighting a little bit of a cold. It ain't, it ain't uh, COVID. Novid COVID going on in old Tom's uh, <laughs> uh, brain stem. The uh, what what's on this album? Rat Rat in a Cage, right? Rat in a Cage is on that album. Yep. That song's that called on what there. is that song called? Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Yes. And tonight, 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 tonight. Um, what else? Uh, I, I'm a zero. Was that on there? Which one? Wanna go for a ride? Yeah. That's on there. That one's. On. Yeah. Is the other um, one the one that's call you in the mall, let you like you wanted to, for your little child? Is that on there? That's um on Siamese Dream. Ah, that's on the previous. Okay. Um, but it's it probably some of the ones that made it. Um, some of their bigger hits. I, for me, they those are the ones that might slow it down. I don't really particularly care for Tonight Tonight or the Bullet with Butterfly Wings or Zero. I like um, To Forgive, um, Galapagos, Smuggle, like those ones. And Poor Selena of the Vast Ocean is just a, a really beautiful song. And um, their B-sides um, really let some of the other members uh, you really kind of get a sampling of the okay. entire band. All right. Um, so you're saying it goes top to would, bottom to even where the B sides, the ones that couldn't fit on this double album, are outstanding. The B sides are so good, and I mean, Look, I know there's a whole the, cult around uh, the Smumpkins that people love, and and it just wasn't my jam, and. Look, our buddy Matthew Perpetua, you know him, Fluxblog. He just put an interview up with me, uh, I believe, today over on his uh, his Patreon. So that's up there. And he's a huge Smumpkins fan. And he's he gets it. He's got good taste and he loves them. So, And you like them. So well, I got I, Well, I was totally willing to admit that I might not have good taste, but I still wanted to just sort of, I mean, that it, it's obviously so subjective but i mean i just feel like it's such a solid album through and through and it holds up i mean i think it came out like i don't know 96 maybe or i don't know it was in middle school but right. i loved it and i well i still love it and emily I might not have it's the first one on the board we're gonna say it's up there your words ring true and i'm even though it ain't my jam it's your jam and I'm not shooting it down. Hey. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Tom. Mate, mate. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do we have, uh, uh, we got a uh, Jason Dudio gore here tonight? Holding it down? 
Oh, here he comes. What's up? What? What's up? No, I shut it off. Okay. This is? Yeah. I killed it. It was it was still playing, but then I killed it. We're working out the tech stuff here. But this is what I don't don't run yet. Don't run yet. You got a live show this uh, Saturday in Los Angeles? I do. It's called Jason Gore's Midlife Crisis. It is. Which mic, which mic can I use? Come back in there. Okay. Well, it was good seeing you. It was nice seeing you. It was great. No, he's, uh, we're, we're all working out the tech, uh, stuff here. But our, our friend Jason Dudio Gore, the, uh, one of the, one of the producers on the best show. He has a live show this Saturday in Los Angeles. Jason Gore's Midlife Crisis. Okay, now now can you hear me? I can. It's at the Pack Theater this Saturday. This Saturday night, 8 p.m. And that is Saturday, June 11th. Saturday, June 11th. And you can see Jason Gore live on stage with his special guest, Brett Davis, will be there. Yeah. And who else is on the Nicole bill? Nicole Conlon. Nicole Conlon will very, also be on the bill. Very funny stand-up. Amazing. And... This is what I want to offer, and this I know I didn't get clearance on this, Jason. And if uh, if you have a problem with it, I just am going to give you three initials: T F B. You figure out what that stands for, buddy, because <laughs> this is what we're doing. Okay. Anybody in Los Angeles? No, I'm not going to say anybody. Yeah, that we're, we're going to go we're going to give a pair. I'm giving a pair of tickets away to this show to see you live midlife. Jason Gore's Midlife Crisis pair of tickets to to see your show at the Pack Theater this Saturday at, in Los Angeles. So people can how how do you think they can get them? We will make it a contest. See if they want to tweet what they think my perfect album is. Yeah, that's pretty good. Let's do that. Yeah, if they can guess what my perfect album is yeah. at uh, sharp hashtag Sharpling Summer. Yeah, and they're in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, first, first one, one. Yeah, first one who gets one that you go, yeah, that's about right. Yep. they get the tickets. I already have an album in mind. It's perfect all the yeah. way through. Okay, we. I know so. what it is. I know what it is. The one you're picturing in your mind, Three Lock Box" by Sammy Hagar. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to pick another one now. <laughs> "Voice of America" by Sammy Hagar. Yeah, it's the first Montrose record. Yeah, so not exactly perfect music territory. Sorry, buddy. Um. No, but we, people should check the show out. It's going to be great and it's going to be, uh, you're going to, it's going to sell out and you got to get your tickets. Get your tickets. So, you can go to the Pack Theaters website and uh, get your tickets right there. That sounds great. All right, buddy. All, all right. And I'll monitor the Twitter to see if anyone gets it. That's yeah. Let me, know. Right and now. let me know. Let me know. And do we have a Mike or Pat? Well, I think we have both. Okay. Well, I'll bring them up in a minute. I just want to make sure everybody's on deck with this. All right. Let's go back to the phones. Back to the phones. Hot phones. Hot phones. Best show. Hello. This is Brady in Stillwater. Brady in where now? Stillwater, Oklahoma. Thank you. Because, Brady, no offense, when you say you're in Stillwater, nobody knows where that is. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. I'm just saying. Just realize the best show. This show's worldwide, baby. This show's worldwide. You can't just say you're from Stillwater and everybody goes, oh, yeah, Stillwater. You can say you're from Miami. Yeah, I'd say my, Miami, Ohio. 
So what's going on yeah. tonight, Brady? How how are things in Stillwater? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. What you have for dinner? That's good. I um I think we had leftover lasagna. You think? Were you eating in the dark? No, I kind of forgot. You forgot? Oh, I get it. Got a little bit of that still water sticky going down. Somebody got a little baked before, right? Somebody had some no, baked. I, I'm not Brady. old enough yet. I'm not old enough. I'm sure. Yeah, you would your dad listen? He's gonna make you. Uh, he's gonna. He's gonna uh, make you pick a switch in the backyard. No, he won't. How old are you, Brady? I'm 16. 16. Look, okay, then we're not going to talk about this stuff. Stay clean, <laughs> stay clean, buddy. Stay clean. You keep your you keep your nose clean, buddy. Okay. I'll do my best. You keep your nose clean. You repeat after me right now, Brady. All right. Hugs, not drugs. Hugs, not drugs. Hugs, not drugs. Hugs, not drugs. Say it three times in a row. Okay, okay. Hugs, not drugs. Hugs, not drugs. Hugs, not drugs. There you go. That's good. And I want you to go at, and ask your principal if you can call an emergency assembly so you can, and then all you're going to say in front of your class, the whole school is hugs, not drugs, a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, the principal would probably like that, actually. She's just like, Principal. I need to hold, we need to call an emergency assembly. Everyone needs to be in the, in the, in the hall. What do you call it in your school? <laughs> um, I mean, like the, uh, the performing arts center. The performing arts center. So you, everyone needs to get in the performing arts center. I, uh, there's a message I must relay to everybody. <laughs> then everybody's, they're all there, packed place. And you go up, you pat, tap the mic. Is this on? Is this on? Hi, everybody. My name is Brady from Stillwater. And I've got an important message for all of you. Hugs, not drugs. <laughs> Hugs, not drugs. And you do it 98 more times after that. And then do you I, get, do I get increasingly like more intense? You get do more get, intense like, more and then you this? calm down for certain ones. And some you go hugs, not drugs. You say like like they're like, going to be enthralled. Yeah, yeah. You, and so other happy. ones you do like accents where you just do like you do like uh, Christopher Walken. You're like hugs, not drugs. Like whatever. That's not bad. Christopher Walken pressing. Or they, you know, you just do like you, you get me. Then yeah, yeah. you finish, get beat up after school, and then it's all taken care of. So yeah. you are calling Brady from Stillwater, Oklahoma. You got a perfect album. Do you have a perfect album? Yeah, I have a couple. Well, this is well, interesting because this? this we're getting we're getting uh, the teens are coming in on this because sometimes a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, kids don't like albums; they just like songs." So first of all, I just want to say, okay, that's fine. There's there's literally. Never any disrespect to just songs or singles or whatever or hits. The singers are important. The songs are just as important. You might never even know the name of the artist. It doesn't matter if you love the song too. You don't have to be 
uh, you don't have to be some mega fan. That's not the only qualifier with me liking music. The album though is a yeah. specific form of expression and it's very interesting. How, what appeals to you about albums, Brady? Uh, I like like going in, like seeing what might not have been huge hits, mm-hmm. but what are still, in my opinion, just as good as the huge hits. Sure. So what, what, what comes to mind for you when you think of a perfect album? Okay. So I've been listening to the best show a lot recently. And so, thank you. And I've heard a lot about Bruce Springsteen. I've heard Bruce Springsteen on the show and born to run is like, I, I, it's probably my favorite album right now. All right. So that's well, number one. Okay. You say born to run. Now that's an uh, interesting one. I'll have to, well, I, after we're done talking about it, I'll talk to the, uh, talk to the, the other producers about it, but I don't, I want you to have your moment. So sure. born to run really stands out for you as a perfect album. What, yeah, what sure. is like, how do you feel about meeting across the river? Like a more moody song on the record. Uh, it's the, it's the only one that I Ooh. might be even tempted to skip. Oh, but see, that's, everything else is incredible. In my but that's the thing, Brady. Meeting across the river might keep it from being a perfect album. Yeah. But the you rest see of the album what is I so mean? incredible though. I know, but that's the difference. It can be a classic album. It might even be better in its own weird way than a perfect album. Sure. But a perfect album, there's ain't, there ain't nothing you'd ever remove from it. You'd go, yeah, they nailed it. The fact that you would say, yeah, meeting across the river, maybe they could, maybe that one could have been swapped out for something else might not be a perfect album. <laughs> it's a tricky conundrum, okay. Brady. What else were you thinking? Yeah my friend uh so i got i got pet sounds uh on here now pet sounds what about yeah those two dumb instrumentals on it i i like them a lot i think they i think it's just like brian wilson just like going to town on it but because he could have also dumped vocals on those things it's pet sounds i think i sang i did lyrics for pet sounds once on the show. <laughs> bang, bang. It would have been better. Yeah. Meow. All the sounds that the pets will make every day. Bow wow. All the sounds that the pets will make okay. Yeah. There could have been vocals on those pet sound songs. Um, Okay, those are those are two those are two that are obviously classic albums. <clears throat> obviously, yeah. Born to Run's a classic album. Obviously, Pet Sounds is a classic album. But are they perfect I albums? Some, a little bit I more, put it out to the listeners: deeper. Are they perfect albums? And I, I'm sorry, I did not mean to yell it in a threatening way. <laughs> Makes me sound like I'm uh, organizing some sort of hate rally. The way I was just yelling. So those are the two. Yeah, I thought you were going to call and say, "I want to say Black Parade." <laughs> no. When I was a, a young boy, my daddy he told me all about the Black Parade. 
Is that how that song goes? I think so. I mean, I, I wouldn't know. I've never listened to that album. You wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I like how you're like, I think so. I wouldn't know. I've never listened to it. <laughs> you know what? Know. You That's just, you know what you just bought easy. yourself, son? 50 more hugs, not drugs at the assembly. <laughs> 50 more. You got to do 150 now in front of everybody. All right, buddy. Thanks I'll for the try. call. Bye bye. Yeah, see, it's a tricky thing. Uh, we got Pat and Mike here for a second. Can I talk to Pat and or Mike, please? The esteemed, the East Coast. East Coast representative. East Coast best show reps. <laughs> They're like, you guys are. are like traveling salesmen now. Yeah. You got a briefcase. You're ringing on doorbells. No. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Okay, now the bad, the idea of a perfect album, Pat and Mike. Mm-hmm. You hear what that that kid was saying? He was saying, "Right, born to run." And then immediately you talk about you just you could meeting across the river. That might that might yeah, sink that from point. being a perfect album. It's a good point. I was actually i I was conjuring my own list earlier today at work and. I was thinking of the broader sense of Springsteen and his catalog and the fans. And I was thinking that it probably would be born to run born to run would be my second or actually third fate born to run would be my third personal favorite of his. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought in the, in the, uh, in as far as his catalog and music in general and the greater ether, I thought that's probably as close as he'll come to a perfect album uh, for his catalog, but then I agree with you about meeting across the river. But I will say it's part of the story. I mean, born to run, beginning, middle to end, the whole thing is a story. I mean, the whole thing's almost like a poem if you look at it. If oh, you read I, the lyrics, I out. get it, and it's a, it's a, it's it serves a purpose as like a like a yeah. like a cool down before Jungle Land. Right, right. It's it's uh, it's part of the opera. It's part of the yeah. part of the whole story. So I think yeah. I think it fits. It's part of that puzzle piece. So I think it it it's still maybe uh, part of that. You know, just I think I think it could be considered a perfect album, depending on who you're asking. No, no, uh, Pat. What do you say to anybody who would tell you maybe the only perfect Bruce Springsteen album, ironically, uh-huh. is Nebraska. Yeah, I Nebraska. would. I would, I would say they're probably right, but I, I you know, um, you uh, years ago in the FMU days, I used to. I mean, I still say that Darkness is my personal favorite. I would go Darkness, Nebraska, Born to Run, and then the River, maybe. But but, you, but what about Factory? Are you cranking Factory? I, that, this is where I was He's going. dancing around the house, listening to Factory. Um, this is where I was going years ago on FMU. Were you <laughs> sliding through the room like Tom Cruise in your you, in your boxer you briefs, in your pink, your pink, your pink button down shirt, and your sign, your Ray Bans? I'm giving you credit. <laughs> factory, you got in my head that Factory was a bad song in the FMU days, and it just stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, and I and it kind of it it kind of took away a little bit of that album for me because every time I listen to it through and through, it's it's that song does kind of stink yeah. and. Uh, well, it's just it's just a little plodding and it's dirty. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, I'll, I'll okay. Answer me this: if 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 darkness, if factory was 
in the sequence swapped with because of the night. If if little Steve got oh, his well, way, then it would be then it would be a lock. Darkness would be his best album by a mile. By a mile, it would be a perfect album. You swap right? out be you swap out factory for because of the night. It yeah. ain't even a race at that point. No, it's not a race. I agree. I was thinking about that earlier. Now, my, it, it but that's it, it, that's if if. And Pat, I know Carl Yastrzemski, the great first baseman for the Boston Red Sox, said, "If ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a hell of a Christmas." Uh-huh. All right. Now, AP Mike. Yep. You, I'm sure you've been chomping at the bit, <laughs> waiting to torch people's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just say this. Nebraska is like the the music snobs, uh, one and only Springsteen album they'll admit to liking. But that ain't me, man. No, it's not. It's not us. But I'm saying you've probably met these people out in the wild. Oh, oh, absolutely. Where they're just like, actually, (laughs) Nebraska's kind of a masterpiece. (laughs) You know which album? He did an album between the river and born in the usa he recorded it in his house all by himself yeah they like the backstory it's uh he was gonna do this with the e street band but then he put it out (laughs) these are home recordings these are like field recordings yeah the first lo-fi album this is and then yeah, where you're just like later, little Steven's going to take credit for giving him the idea. Yeah, little Steven's like, you should put this thing out the way it is right now. Don't even re-record. It's just like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, sure, well, Steven. But we know what Mike. He fit. makes it sound like Bruce is just like, I got an idea for a song called, uh, yeah, I got an idea for a song called like, uh, Born to Eat, and then he's like, you should change that to Born to Run. Like he, like he takes credit for just about any of the, anything that happened in that world. Little Steven will, will claim partial credit for. It was my idea to speed up Hungry Heart. Okay. I mean, like the Archies, like they did, like the Archies did to their records. It's not like he invented that. Yummy, yummy, yummy. They speed, they, like, whatever songs. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So music snobs like Nebraska. You know what Mike's pick's going to be, though. Oh, I do. I know what Mike's pick is. I know it, too. I don't think yeah. you do. Oh, I know. I know how much you like uh, Cowboy Pete. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know your pick is Human Touch because you love 57 channels and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> No, actually, I prefer the Wild, the Innocent, and the East Street Shuffle. Okay. Which is funny because those are the ones that are slightly more rambly shambly to me. The first two, yeah, where he sounds like he's half Bob Dylan, half Phil Linnet. Mm-hmm. But so, what about those? Do you feel is it is it that it's a sustained vibe all the way through? Yeah, you know, I mean. I guess, uh, you know, Wild Billy's circus story may be the odd oh, one out. Oh, there's an odd, but that's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the conundrum. Bruce Springsteen <laughs> might not have a perfect album. Uh-huh. He might not have one. Uh-huh. There's always a track where you could improve the album. Mm-hmm. There's always one you'd pull off of it. You'd pull Factory off of Darkness, 
the river, you could go any which way on that. What would you pull from the rising? The I would um I don't know. I'd pull a bunch off that one. <laughs> I actually like reconfigured that record, threw a bunch off and would play my uh reconfiguration. That's actually not authorized in uh, the <laughs> Springsteen uh, archives are on their way to shut you down. I also want to say this as a sidebar. Friend of the best show, Nicole Lawrence, the guitar great Nicole Lawrence. Uh, she, You might have seen her with uh, Mary Timoney and Helium, King Tough. Uh Devander Banhart over the last bunch of years. Right now, she's playing pedal steel with Coldplay. She was up there at the MetLife Stadium, four feet away from the boss the other night, playing pedal steel on Working on a Dream. And Bruce actually goes, Nicole, when it's time for the solo, the pedal steel solo. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations to our friend Nicole. You you done did it. You done did it. You're on stage with the boss, the bleeping boss, and Bruce Springsteen. And did Bruce Springsteen. The boss is now Chris uh, Martin. Um, <laughs> that's her boss. It's Chris Martin. No, um, no, they did Dancing in the Dark also. Like a really? yeah. So there, the, yeah. So she's playing. It's amazing. It's it's. I'm so proud of her. Um, yeah. As a sidebar, so yeah, so so maybe maybe Bruce Springsteen ain't got no perfect album. All right, I'm gonna go back to the phone, so we'll talk to you. I'll, I'll, we'll we'll keep going all through the show, all all night long, as my friend Lionel Richie said from his perfect album. Uh was that album called again? Head. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Hello, best show. Hey, Tom, this is Kyle from Portland. Kyle from Portland. What's going on tonight, Kyle? Uh, I'm just hanging out in Portland, getting ready to go to a concert. So, Ooh, where are you going? Forward to rocking. What concert? I'm going to see a band called Sunflower Beam. Okay. Tell me about Sunflower Beam. They're a cool Brooklyn band. Who uh, just uh, indie rock, indie rock? I've been going to a lot of concerts lately, and I have a concert-related complaint for you. But what do you have? So, <laughs> so last night I went to see Jack White, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know you got your usual crowd there. Uh, walk in. There's no check for any kind of vaccine whatsoever. There's no check for wearing masks. But what do they swarm you with when you go in? Those is bags that you got to drop your phone in. Phones in. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You got to drop your phone in a bag and they seal it up and you can't get access to your phone during the show. I have no problem with that, honestly. But I also, uh, I, I certainly enjoy it when uh, people take wearing masks at these venues uh, seriously. Yeah, yeah, very, very weird priorities. I didn't miss the cell phone, to be honest, and I didn't miss people talking on their cell phones, but mm-hmm. uh, just, just very strange, strange requirements for a concert. Yeah, how was the show, though? 
So it was great. I'd never seen him before. It was it was a rockin' time. Yeah, he's good. Really good. He's fun. What songs did he do? Did he do, uh, I'm gonna boogie down tonight, Jack White. I'm boogieing down tonight, Jack White. <laughs> did he do that? I don't think so. I don't think he did that. Did he do, uh, Oh, Captain Racist, sing the song, doo-dah, doo-dah. <laughs> I bet my money on a bobtail nag. Oh, the doo-dah day. Did he do that? Um, If he did, I was in the restroom during that one. Did he do... Right? And I know the words to that song, Yakety Sax. He didn't do that one, but I would have loved for him to do that one. Most people don't know the words to Yakety Sax, but I do. (laughs) Do you know what they are? Uh, No. It takes a big, strong man and a little bitty chicken, and you're heading on down the road. And you best be thinking that the chicken's finger-licking, because you're carrying a heavy load. Uh, with a big bass drum and a little bit of lovin', you know, got some good cooking in the oven. Gather on kids, let me tell you the facts about a man called a yakety sax. Wow. Yeah. You just, you just blew my mind with that one. Thank you, Kyle. That's the goal. Mind's blown. Uh, what we should do. Oh man, we should do a thing like it, like, like, uh, injuries at work, like, Zero days since no minds were blown here on the best show. <laughs> so, Kyle, what do you got for the topic? I got two albums, two perfect albums, and there's no and ends or buts in these at all. First one, uh, personal classic, and these are these are uh, a little. Uh, rare, I guess. First one is uh, Too Far to Care by the Old 97s. Now teach me about the Old 97s. I've always looked the other way when it came to this music that seemed like I needed to be wearing sock garters and a derby. (laughs) Is that the case with their music? Am I reading it completely wrong? I want to learn about new music and I want to hear things that I might like. (laughs) No, they are they are way past that. If they were a part of that scene at one point, there they are no longer uh what you're referring to. They're they're straight ahead rock and roll at this point. But there was a bit of uh you know, they called it alternative country back when they made that that record, so mm-hmm. I think they got slapped with that label. But they have well moved on it. Okay. You know, by this point. And what is their album you would say is perfect? Too far to care which is a classic from first to last song and uh, probably one that they're very tired of since unfortunately, even though they've made about 12 records since every time they have to go on tour, they, they, they have to play at least half of it for the fans. Sure. Because it's a, it's, it's what everybody's expecting. It is. Yeah. Well, and what year did that come out again? Uh, 2012. No, no, no. That's the reissue. Uh, 
It must have been ni- in the uh, uh, early 90s, let's say. 1997. Yeah, you sound like, like, you're like Spotify here, where Spotify, you look and they, they put the reissue <laughs> as the release <laughs> yeah. date for a thing, and you're just like, best of the coasters, like, this coasters album didn't come out in 2017. Yep. Yep. I have been there. I know that. So yeah, that's, uh, that's a total classic. Obviously you've never heard it. And also let me just say this about Spotify. Spotify sucks. And, uh, I hope everybody over there is still enjoying, uh, you know what I like about Joe Rogan? I like the caps he wears now. He wears those newsboy caps. I think it's a really <laughs> cool look to see a guy wearing just a newsboy cap. And I want to say, uh, give me the late edition, son. <laughs> and th- and flip a nickel at him. Or I want to tell him, uh, go fetch me the finest goose. <laughs> you. You. Man, kid who looks like you're made out of two rocks with a looks like somebody put a hat on a, a newsboy cap on top of a pile of rocks fetch me the finest goose here's a hay penny so okay all right look i don't know that album i'll take your word for it there's no clunker on it though no no clunker there is zero clunkers All on right. it. It zero is, uh, you want to start listening to it again right after it ends. All right. I got you. All right, buddy. I got one more for you. Oh, what do you got for me, Kyle? The first album by the undertones. Now the first album by the undertones, let's see what we're talking about there. Cause the undertones were a walking, talking, the albums are like greatest hits. You'd think they were the greatest hits for the band. Right? Like they. Absolutely. Especially the first album. It's like 14 singles, essentially, in an album. But none of them were sent. Well, like, you know, they're not singles, but they, all of them could have been. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's check this out. Let's check this first album out and we'll go through it. First album is self titled, of course. Yep. Let's see. Yeah, this has so many hits on it. It's just a. yeah, it's a great album. Okay. Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy, True Confessions. Here Comes the Summer. Yeah, this is, is amazing. That's a good call. It's almost like as people, uh, I saw a couple of people were kicking around the idea of, um, of, uh, singles going steady, but that's, that's a, uh, that's a collection. Correct. But Correct. the thing, the Buzzcocks record. Um, but these undertones records are similar to that record, but those are the albums. It's wild, exactly right. right? Wild. All right, buddy. Thanks for the call. Yep. Bye. Thanks, bye. bye. I almost hung up on him. He beat me. He beat me to it. He beat me to it. He beat me to it. Best show. Hi, Tom. Hi. Who's this? This is Mike in Minneapolis. Mike in Minneapolis. How are you tonight? Doing well enough. Let me, let me just say one thing, Mike, before I forget. I got into a little bit of a back and forth on Twitter a couple days ago. I know. 
I should know better at this point, but I did. I want to say I, I started giving some dude because uh, some some uh, some fella on there was moaning about how uh, Bruce Springsteen's not funny. And then uh, our friend Coop jumped in on it. Our friend James Urbaniak jumped in on it. And they're going back and forth. And then they start moaning about how Bruce Springsteen ain't from, he's got some like fake Oki from Muskogee accent going on when he's from New Jersey. And then I said, yeah, you know, whatever. There's a lot of fake stuff in rock. It's okay. And then some other uh, character said, oh, yeah, well, you're always giving a hard time about Tom Waits being like a fake, uh, a fake, uh, a fake, uh, you know, stumble bum, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and you, but you give Bruce Springsteen a pass. And I was just like, yeah, it's cause, uh, Tom Waits sucks and Bruce Springsteen doesn't. And then that person unloaded on me was like, this is a shallow thing. You know, it's like, look, I want to say that guy. Yeah, you're, you're right. hundred percent. I was making jokes. Okay. I was making jokes, making jokes. Ain't the end of the world. I was making a joke, but. I want to qualify that. Joke, joke, joke. What do you got for me, Mike? Well, I think I have four solid contenders, undeniable in four different genres. Well, this, and also, thank you for this. Let's get some different genres going in here, too. And this is not just rock talk. I want different genres. You know what I mean? Let's get all, everybody, everything. Let's get jazz and country and other types of music. <laughs> so what do you got for me, Mike? Let's hear these four. Well, I do happen to have a jazz album to start Good. off with, and that would be The Black Saint and the Sinner Lady by Charles Mingus. Yes. Look, I when it comes to Charles Mingus and it comes to a lot of jazz, some artists I know albums, others I, I know just the artist. And I... I it's an unfortunate thing that I don't have album to album context for somebody like Mingus. I listen to Mingus a lot, but I'm just kind of playing it through. It's one of the unfortunate uh, side effects of I'll listen to a lot of Mingus streaming, actually, which is good to get to hear uh, a couple hours of stuff, but bad to actually appreciate when things happened in the catalog and what works were were what works does that make sense it does so tell us about that album and well it's composed as a single piece it's mm-hmm. about 39 minutes long and uh i guess it's you know it's it kind of takes the the jazz and takes a sort of european classical form to make a larger piece I believe, mm-hmm. but the the playing is just top notch. It is conceived all the way through, like not a spare note, not a missed note. It, it every just every moment is indispensable and captivating for the entirety Amazing. of the album. Well, Mike, this is the kind of thing we're talking about. That is you you sum this up so beautifully. Uh, amazing. That's a, so so well put. What what what's the next album you have? 
Uh, the next album would be Lark's Tongue and Aspect. Bowl. Here we go. Now you're now you're in old Tom's uh, neck of the woods. <laughs> and King Crimson. King Crimson. Sick. Lark's Tongues and Aspect. This. That's a whopper of an album. Let me just look. I Absolutely. just want to. This is what I'm going to do. Um, let's evaluate. I'm going to go track by track through it right now, and see. I so wanted them to start playing Book of Saturday in this last go round. If I can poke holes in it. And I'm not poking holes. Look, I love the album like nobody's business. It's, I've, I have the, the, I, the, the sticker on my laptop is Lark's Tongues and Aspic, uh, on both my laptops. And yeah, I have two laptops. It's pretty fancy, huh? <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Lark's Tongues and Aspic Part 1, amazing. Book of Saturday, beautiful. Exiles, rules, easy money, nice rocker. Talking drum ramps right up into Lark's Tongues Part 2. Perfect album. Ding dong, bing bong, you done did it, Mike. (laughs) Winner, winner. Winner, winner. Robert Fripp is eating dinner. At your house. Of Lark's Tongues and Aspect. He's eating some, yes. Winner, winner, Lark's Tongues dinner. <laughs> so, great. Uh, that's a great call. What else you got? Uh, Sonic Youth Goo. Mm, goo, 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 goo. All right. I, I don't. I think that there's only one song that you could say, and that would be Scooter and Jinx, but it's just sort of a noise interlude to join two different songs together. So I think it works. Look, Goo is pretty amazing. Dirty Boots, got Tunic, Mary Christ, Cool Thing, Moat, My Friend Goo, Disappear. Yeah, this is, yeah, Mildred Pierce. Goo is, Goo is as good as it gets if... Sonic Youth did not record Daydream Nation, which is actually a double <laughs> album that is perfect. Yeah, I can't argue with Look that. Look at Daydream Nation, Teenage Riot, Silver Rocket, The Sprawl, Cross the Breeze, Eric's Trip, Total Trash, Hey Jody, <gasps> Providence, you get a little Mike Watt on there, Candle, Rain King, then you go Kissability, The Wonder, Hyperstation, Limited Junior. Man, you can't touch that. That's un bleeping touchable but goo i get it i get the appeal of goo i get the appeal of goo but i'm gonna go with daydream nation also all right what's number four that would be six feet deep by the grave diggers now that's a great album i have not heard that album in a long long time i loved that album and tell people about the grave diggers it was horror rap a short, yeah, a kind of core. kind of a short-lived uh, movement, very short-lived. Yeah, but but I think it kind of flowed into like DMX and some other folks without, That's true. and even like some of the weird Memphis rap in the late '90s, without them expressly being mm-hmm. that kind of genre. Sure. And Odd Future, it spills over Odd Odd Future, and and a lot of stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's a great record. Great call. But yeah, you got Prince Paul, you got the RZA. Yeah. I mean, and there's skits, there's skits on it, but the skits don't overstay their welcome. 
and I think every track just bangs. I want to say this, and this is an offer. I've made one offer tonight that I want to fight anybody in the mafia, 70 and over. My other offer, if you are a recording artist, not just hip-hop, I'd like to... It's time to bring the skit back. And if you want somebody to help you write a great skit for your record, ring me up. We'll write some skits. Wouldn't that be wouldn't it be great if if I started writing skits on records? Yeah. Like it was get like man, the biggest hot dog I ever ate was you know, like, just like everybody's laughing in the studio. I once had 12, 14 slices of pizza in one sitting. Ah, that's nothing. I knocked back a bucket, you know, like, just like, like just that, those, those, there's that type of skit. Then they'll be like, what if, what if this was, a, imagine this. You're listening to the new album by, uh, Who's like a quiet, who's like a quiet artist? I'm sorry, I'm blanking. Let's just say you're listening to somebody like, let's say you're listening to the new Phoebe Bridgers record, right? All of a sudden (laughs) you hear, you hear it starts off and you hear. Like you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Look out, MFR. You know, like, and then like, then the record starts, but it's her record starts. I think think you and Carl Park should be recording skits for hip hop albums. I'll do skits for hip hop. I'll do skits for country albums. I'll do skits for literally any artist wants to do a skit. You drop, uh, my new name is now Skitman uh, Crothers. (laughs) <laughs> well mike four for four you done did it you killed it thanks for the call buddy oh i didn't even get the i i hung up too early i didn't get him to go oh, but thank you but i'm seeing one come up here on on twitter that a lot of people are suggesting and this is one that i have written in my notebook right now perfect album pulp different class that, my friends, is the definition of a perfect album. You don't believe me? We'll take a little tour through it right now. We're going to take a little tour. And I just read his book. Uh, Jarvis Cocker's book is great. Hopefully get him on the best show. That's the goal. We're working on it. I think we got some... some uh so we go this way. You start off different class. Where do we start? We start with misshapes. Perfect. Right into pencil skirt. You can't beat that. mess with that then common people that's their born to run 
then I spy a boy. I spy a boy. Then Disco 2000. Right? Can't beat this. Who's beating this? Then live bed show. Get a little breather. Then a little straight ahead rock with something changed. Then sorted for ease and whiz. This is one for the drug people. I want that kid to play sorted for ease and whiz when he does his hugs, not drugs uh, thing. called love amazing then underwear why don't you show the door yeah then monday morning then you wrap up with bar italian a nice farewell they even structure you got a farewell song <gasps> unbelievable that's a perfect album Back to the phones, back to the phones. Oh, let me just also tell you a couple things. Um, hey, dude, you anybody make a run at the tickets? Any luck with the tickets? Anybody win your tickets yet? Did anybody win the tickets yet? Not yet, but uh, so I've given out some clues. Okay. Re- album was recorded in Los Angeles. Okay. And it will be one we cover on Ruben S. Oh, I know what it is. You know what it is? Yeah, I do. I'm not going to say what it is. Stadium Arcadium? It's not Stadium Arcadium. <laughs> Everybody knows that was recorded on the space shuttle. <laughs> All right. We'll see if somebody wins tickets to see Jason Gore's Midlife Crisis this Saturday at the Pack Theater in Los Angeles. Um, oh, also, speaking of Patreon, Patreon is how you support the best show. Be- Patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you, we don't have ads. We don't take money from nowhere else. That's the one way to support the show. And we give you back content. And whatnots over on the Patreon as a thank you. We've got a new episode of So Far, the final episode for the time being, the Crosby, Sills, Nash & Young recap uh, podcast, a mammoth episode summing up the final four years of uh, CSNY's run. That's on the Patreon right now, exclusive to supporters of the show. We got some video up there, I believe. You can check out video from last week's Islands performance in studio. How amazing was that also, by the way? How great were Islands when they came and played last week? What an amazing performance. What an amazing studio. Thanks to everybody who uh, worked to help make that a reality. Um, 
so you can check video out on it. We're going to have more music coming on the show, too. I told you, this is a new best show. It's the best of the things you like before and some new things, too. It's all here, man. We're getting it all done. We're getting it all done. I ain't messing around no more. Look, this show is a, this show is a very important to me. And we're, we're like one official week in now. This is episode two in the new studio. Last week was episode one. Obviously, that's how numbers work. And doing this and working on this makes me just realize how important this show really is to me. And seeing it come together is really important to me. And, uh, you know, you, we, we all live these lives just filled with frustration and, and sadness and all sorts of problems and, uh, disappointments and defeats mixed in with, with the successes and enjoyments and things, obviously. But sometimes the scale goes the other way and you really feel it. And, you know, on a personal level, I've been feeling it this past week. Uh, Old Black Dog is chasing after Tom pretty hard this week, and it really brought home how important this show is to me. And it's kind of more of a show, more than a, just a show to me sometimes. And this is one of those times. It can be a real source of comfort and something I can really put myself into. And it kind of makes me, uh, at the risk of sounding corny, kind of makes me, uh, just feel, believe in myself a little bit when a lot of other things don't, um, make me believe in myself necessarily. So um, I appreciate y'all coming along on the ride and, and, and being a part of us growing this show and rebuilding it to new heights. And it's going to have all the best stuff you always like. Nobody's going anywhere. Everybody's going to be here. There's going to be new people too. everybody. It's going to be the best, uh, the best version of the show. I'm telling you. And you can't avoid the bad days sometimes. Nothing you can do. You just got to kind of put your head down, protect yourself, and uh, shield your eyes and just stay on your feet as best you can. If you get knocked down, you try to get back up. And, um, yeah, and this show does provide a real comfort to me. And the it means so much to have a thing like this in my life. And if you have a chance to get a thing that feels, that makes you feel good in your life creatively or artistically or personally, whether it's a book club or anything, do it. Just do it. Don't wait. Do it because you deserve the, uh, you deserve the outlet. The world is rough. You deserve to feel, um, you deserve to feel good about life. And if, if it's a matter of, changing some circumstances and leaning into certain things that are going to make you feel good about life, then that's what you got to do. So yeah, thank you. I, that's what it's a very long winded way of me saying thank you. And I guess saying go to the Patreon and, uh, support the show over there so we can keep doing this. We're also sending the new stickers out. I've been stuffing envelopes. Those are going to start getting in the mail to people, uh, in the next week, they're going to start going out. So keep an eye if you're one of the people who gets a sticker. And if you're new, drop me a line, send me a message, say you're new, you want a ticket. Um, you want a sticker, not a ticket. 
and we'll we'll work it out. You know, I just want everybody to to celebrate in this new version of the show. Best show. Hello. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Um, this is Veronica from Vancouver, Washington, not BC. Oh, not you're not in Nardwar country. Nah. But see, you, Veronica, you just did what what's his face didn't do uh my my guy Brady didn't do when he was like, Oh, it's Brady from Stillwater. You said it's Veronica oh, yeah, from Vancouver, water. Washington. So what's going on? Stillwater in- sounds like it could be a city in like any state, you know? Yeah. I think Stillwater was, was Stillwater the band from uh, Almost Famous? I don't know. We got some Almost Famous heads out there, I'm sure. Was it the band from Almost Famous? No. Who knows? Nobody yeah, knows. Know. Only nobody knows. Well, to what do I owe the pleasure of this call, Veronica? Um, first, I would like to concur with Different Class. I that was literally one of the first albums that came to mind. It's perfect. Perfect. Um, so I'm glad you acknowledged that. And you know what the ironic thing is? I think the next look. This is hardcore. Also, might be perfect too. I think so. And Those I are know my top two, at least. Everybody also jumps all over that final album, We Love Life. Look, that album might not be perfect, but that album is wildly underrated. There are some I haven't tr- dug into that one. There are some much, truly impressive moments. Work for it. There are look, it's it might be a little s- saggy in a couple spots, but I think that's first of all, it's by design. It's a, it's kind of like a, it's like a, to me, it's like their version of one of those kinks, uh, more or less slightly when the, a lot of British artists like to get pastoral at some point. They like to sing about, uh, leaves and, and shrubs and trees. And that album has right, that vibe right. in it. But the second side of that album is, I'm telling you. It is for them to go out on that album and that for, for them, that is for that to be their closing statement. It's wildly underrated. That album, the song, what is it? Sunrise is the final song on it. You're going to, you're going to like it, Veronica. So what, what, what is, uh, what, what do you have for the topic tonight? Um, I felt that it was important for me to call in on International Prince Day and say that Sign of the Times was a perfect record. Mm, interesting. Sign of the Times, eh? Yeah, Let's... but I will say the one blip in it maybe like the one song I don't think could stand alone successfully would be Starfish and Coffee. Um, but I think in the context of the track list, I really like the contrast um, between it and then the alarm clock and then just going straight into one of his weird, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just very silly and ridiculous, but I think it kind of works. I want to check the cat. I want to go track by track through sign of the times. Let me pull that up. 
See, I I showed I know that album by doing that. You know what I was referencing with that, right? Yeah, I got it. You get yeah. it. I know. I saw, I can say this. I went to the New Beverly out here, uh, the movie theater out here owned by Quentin Tarantino's movie theater. And they played in January a 35 millimeter print of Sign of the Times and seeing it in a theater on film. The, uh, the sound was great. People were loving it and they were clapping between songs as if it was a concert. Oh, it was such a beautiful experience because it was nobody was being too cool for school. They were just enjoying the moment and really just appreciating being in the theater and experiencing it as an audience together. It's such a great, it's such a great movie. It's so, <sighs> I love the little cheesy interludes in between yeah. some of the songs too, like where um, he has uh, like Cat Clepper do um, acting and unbelievable. I just think it's so funny. It's, it's so great. It, it's so great. Let's go through Silent Times. Okay, playing the sunshine, housequake, ballad of Dorothy Parker, untouchable right there. It, yeah. yeah, okay, we'll go with it. Starfish and coffee. I know, I know the. What is it? Because it's kind of nursery rhyme ish. Yeah, it's like uh, starfish and coffee, maple syrup and jam, butterscotch, something, tangerine, and a side order of ham. But see, this is this is the thing. This is the idea of starfish and coffee dropped in the middle of this thing, maybe stopping it from being perfect. It's the same thing that happens on these Beatles albums. Same thing happens on these yeah. these Beatles albums where you're like, oh, this Beatles album is amazing. And then there's just one there's one wonky song in the middle of it. Like Abbey Road, that's not a perfect album. Not as long as Maxwell Silverhammer's still on that thing. Not as My long as Maxwell Silverhammer's um, still on there. John was quizzical. Um, Just think about it. You're listening to uh, Dizzy Miss Lizzie at the end of Help. But to me, Help is almost like they weren't even making albums yet at that point. They were like. Right. I feel like Rubber Soul is the first time that they're like in on that like they're just like an album has a a full-on flow to it you could maybe say rubber soul and revolver are the only two perfect beatles albums yeah i'm partial to revolver um but even revolver well let's let's finish going rubber soul has some throwaway songs let's finish this uh let's finish the prince one though starfish and coffee's hanging out there i get it slow love is beautiful hot thing rules uh, forever in my life. Then you go to, you got the look. If I was your girlfriend, strange relationship and I could never take the place of your man, which is one of his just greatest achievements and is lost. He, he could have owned the world of power pop if he so decided. He could, he yep. truly could do anything. The cross is basically a velvet underground song is him doing a velvet underground song. It's going to be a beautiful night. It's a pretty amazing rave up and a door is a, a great way to end it. Oh, I am hung up on whether I, I am right there with you. Starfish and coffee might sync this as a perfect album. He might have been <laughs> yeah, one off. That was my only uh, hesitation. Cause you know what the crazy thing is? 
It's a double album. He could have put it out without that song. It didn't right. have to be there. Well, they released a bunch of, or like a deluxe version of Sign of the Times. And there's like 70, they released like 70 unreleased tracks. Yeah. And all of the unreleased tracks are like, could they have not swapped Starfish and Coffee out for any of these? Yeah. Could have. It's the, it's the conundrum. I don't think we can say Sign of the Times is truly perfect. It's a masterpiece. It's an undeniable masterpiece, but it is not, by the definition of what we're talking about tonight, perfect. Yeah, that's fair. And our friend Chalky, the amazing Chalky funk master, he said, Dirty Mind is the perfect Prince album, and he might not be wrong. No, that's not true, because Sister needs to be thrown off of that album. Yeah, Sister's a little creepy. Sister's pretty creepy. Yeah. But he was like a little creepy back then. He was a creep. (laughs) Yeah. So he was a creep. Well, then let's look at 1999. Let's look at 1999. I considered that one. I don't... There's a couple of songs I feel like are... Skippable. Well, watch. Well, here we go. But that's just, 1999. That's Little yeah. Red Corvette, Delirious. Let's pretend we're married. DMSR, automatic, six in a row. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, seven, I did. Um, something in the water does not compute. Mm, free. Yeah. yeah, that like free. Lady cab driver's great. All the critics love you, New York International Lover. It's kind of right. I think you could make the case for 1999 over for what we're the metric we're judging by today. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think, Veronica? I don't love Lady Cab Driver. Like, that's just a skippable song for me. That one creeps me out a little bit. But I think International Lover is kind of he was a, creep. a perfect album closer in the way that I love Adore as an album closer. Sure. Okay. What if he had and one song called... I just love where called... he was at with his career. What's at that? Of the Times. Say that again? Oh, I just loved uh, the progression of his career. When he oh, got yeah. to Sign of the Times, I just think like as an artist, that was like his high point. But I do, I do love 1999. I, I think... Sure. I think that could be a perfect record. Okay. I support it. I think we're right there that either of them could might be perfect. And I'm seeing people on Twitter are saying that we're being way too hard on Starfish and Coffee also. so <laughs> I don't skip it. I mean, it's an album I definitely listen to all the way through in order if I ever mm-hmm. do listen to it. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't skip it, but if I did skip a song, it would be that one. All right. Well, look, this is... I'm not a hater. This, you're not a hate. No, nobody ever thought you were a hater. Nobody thought you were a hater, Veronica. <laughs> I don't want to be cyber bullied. Don't cyber bully Veronica, everybody. Why, why do I say it like that? Now it's sounds like a challenge. <laughs> I apologize. All right, <laughs> no. everybody, do cyber bully Veronica. See if I do like reverse cycle. <laughs> Wait, no, that backfired also. Yeah, yeah. No, just leave. <laughs> let Veronica be. Okay. 
Sure, he got enough confusion yeah. being in Vancouver, Washington. Sure, he spends <laughs> half her day explaining that she's not from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and that she doesn't know Nardwar. Yeah, and that I'm not from Washington, D.C. Yes, That's you're not from. Thing. You're not from Washington, B.C. You're not from the Stone Age. Not getting chased around by a dinosaur. Thank you, Veronica. <laughs> this was a great call. Okay, bye, Tom. Bye. Good call. It was a good batch of calls. I tell you, this new best show, we're on to something. And now I'm seeing, I uh, got a, a message from Dudio. Batman soundtrack is the perfect Prince album. Well, this guy needs his head examined. I don't have to tell him. Who do we got in the other? Did you guys order food? What'd you order? Jersey Mike's. And you got Andrew in there, right? What did Andrew get? He got the attention. Did he get Mike's way? All right. And thank you. We got Andrew helping out tonight too. Uh, uh, he's a good, good guy. Good guy. More, more about Andrew, uh, uh, to come. Hello, best show. Uh, hi, this is Matthew in Iowa. Matthew in Iowa. What's going on in Iowa tonight, Matthew? Uh, you know how we, it is here. Um, Cattle stampede. Uh, <laughs> a lot of corn, a lot of grass, yeah, a lot, lot of flat, flat right? land. Yeah, you good with it? Can you can you do rope tricks? I wish. Do you really wish you could? It's very yeah, learnable. Be pretty cool, I think. It would actually be cool. Very learnable, though. This is not something you should. You sound like you're on the young side of things. You still got some years ahead of you. You could uh you could g- go buy a rope and learn to do some lassoing. No, totally. I'm down. I I would I would be cool to be a cowboy. That'd be cool. That'd be amazing. Now Matthew, tell me. Perfect album. What's going on? Uh, my submission for a perfect album would be uh, Shrimper number 13, Lonesome Surprise from 1991. Well, look at this. Matthew. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. I know who Matthew is now. I've missed you, Tom. How are you? Matthew, you're awesome. <laughs> I thrill to your adventures. And I cheer. I cheer for you, Matthew. Because I want to say this. Matthew loves music. And Matthew, you put your money where your mouth is. You hit the road. You do the driving. You go to these shows. You travel to see the things you love. And it's truly, it's truly inspirational. No joke. You are going for it and I can do nothing but tip my hat to you, Matthew. Oh, thanks, Tom. So, so you're going with a shrimper comp. Got to be the first refrigerator album, which is a lonesome surprise. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you're going with you're not going with uh, Fantasy Band, for example. Oh, you know I love Fantasy Band. They got Alan there doing an I.O. Coca track for once. Oh, man, forget now, that. I love that comp. Matthew, you wouldn't have any idea who came up with the name for that comp, would you? 
Uh, let me think. I think I've got a grainy uh, insert from the seven inch. It says here. Uh, hmm, I think it's a Mister Tom Sharp. That's right. Wheeler. Thank you, Matthew. You get it. I named a shrimper record a hundred years ago, and it was a thrill. And I'm gonna give. I got some special stuff coming for you, Matthew. Don't you just you just hang tight. You hang tight. Stay off discogs. Stuff will come your way <laughs> if you can. If you can exhibit some patience, good things will come your way, Matthew. So tell everybody. I will. I will. Tell people oh, who yeah. don't know about Shrimper and Refrigerator because this is your favorite music. You like Discothecue. You love the Mountain Goats, Refrigerator, Paste, all of these bands. Tell people about these um this this scene so they can they can get because most people don't know about it oh i know and it's like my favorite thing so it's just like you know it's just dennis kalachi uh like hand dubbing all these tapes you know one by one and two by two on these decks and mailing them out to people you know like two dollars for a tape and send in for your catalog and everybody is just, you know, people were sending him tapes that he'd never even met. Or it'd be like, you know, him and his brother, which is Refrigerator, which is Alan and Dennis. Um, and you had people like um, like Lou Barlow. And you have uh, Discothecue, which you mentioned, which is uh, the best band ever. Thank you. And this is, we're and, talking, like, this is the like, 1990s. Yeah, yeah. So it was tape culture. Shrimper was a cassette label that also put out seven inches, put out mm-hmm. some some LPs, some CDs, but it was primarily cassettes. That's what drove the bus over at Shrimper. Yeah, and they're still putting out tapes alongside CDs and LPs, which is really great. Yeah, still keeping keeping that going. And Refrigerator was the label head Dennis Kalachi's band, and they were so amazing. Oh my goodness, were they amazing. Oh my god. Dude, they added Mark from Spigot on second guitar in their album last year, So Long to Farewell, and they got um Scott Solter to mix it and it sounds crazy. Well, Matthew, you you know how to hype up the stuff. You you really I uh no, I I love your your passion for Refrigerator and that first long player was Lonesome Surprise, right? That's that's the name yeah. of it. Again. Uh, so the tape is like, I think I think the tape is perfect. I mean, it's easy to say there's no skips on a tape because you kind of just let it run. But like the very first track is the title track, and then you get this, this up and down mood the whole way through it. Like North Carolina is kind of like more bouncy and then bubblegum and beer slows it down and fun gets really loud and then freeway is slower again. And then alligator skin maze gets more bouncy and then cardboard trucks on to end the side one. is like, it's like one of the one track songs on there and it's really beautiful. And you flip it over and the first song on side two is run along. And if you don't get a huge smile on your face, when you hear run along, like you're beyond help. It is, it is, serotonin in like a on like a magnetic strip amazing and and matthew tell people where they can go to find out more about shrimper if they're hearing this and they're being like wow that sounds like a cool scene i'd love to hear uh more about that stuff 
Oh, yeah. Um, Dennis has started doing some light blogging stuff at shrimperrecords.com. And then you can always buy stuff from uh, Simon Joyner over at Grapefruit or from uh, Revolver. And all this stuff is, is super easy to just like jump in and get a hold of. And they reissued Lonesome Surprise two years ago. So you can get one that uh, Steve Folta went through and uh, remastered from all the original stuff. So it sounds just like really nice. That is an amazing endorsement. And Matthew, once again, I'm going to say it. You keep going. You are truly an inspiration. And I, uh, I, I always cheer you on when I see you hitting the road to go see the music you love. Well, it's mutual, Tom. You keep crushing it in California, man. New best show. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. You got it. Bye. Great call. Great call. All right. All right. Best show. We're moving along. The phone number is 201-989-0012. Welcome to the best show. Hi, this is Santi from Philadelphia, now in Brooklyn. Santi, how are you? I'm really well, Tom. I'm so excited to be talking to you because I've been on a little bit of a, a unsolicited um, scouting report. Okay. For the best show. Interesting. And you are where now? Philadelphia? Um, I started calling from Philly, but I'm uh, back in Brooklyn. Okay. You're back in Brooklyn. Tell me about what you're, mm-hmm. what, what you're up to. It sounds troubling, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it, so, it's, 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 uh, uh it's just, I, I, I worry when I see people going on unsolicited, uh, <laughs> missions. I'm doing this for so the it best was more show. Circumstantial. Yeah. Don't, I don't want you doing I any bling. Do I don't want any bling ring action where you're just like, you're just like, <laughs> you'd be like, I broke into Nicole Richie's house and I, I, <laughs> had lunch in her kitchen nobody was home i did it for the best show no none of that bring me none of that none of that comes to my door none santi how much santi how much comes to my door a lot none it's the opposite i said none bring none none of it to my door (laughs) Okay. So tell me what you're up um, to. So for some context, my girlfriend's mom is obsessed with the Beatles and she goes to this all Beatles cover band music festival every year for like the past 10 or so years. And all Beatles she, cover band, one band. Yep. No, it's many different bands. There are, Two big stages, two like, you know, B stages to the big stages, and then two small stages. All of these people are mostly playing Beatles music. Um, and sometimes you'll hear like a Tom Petty or ELO or, you know, other hits from boomer culture. But it's mostly Beatles. Okay. At all times. All right. And it's five days long. And I was there for three days. So basically what you're telling me is that you saw three days of Beatles 
cover bands. Yes. And how yes. many bands are we talking That's about? How many bands? I think it. I think it was like the poster said like I think forty or something. But I think there was a lot of repeats. I think they got um, my let's call her mother-in-law uh, had. She said there were like fewer bands this year than fewer. So there were a lot of repeats. Forty. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, we're really well, it's a real flop. It's a real flop this year. <laughs> we only got forty bands, but you—they probably <laughs> must be mixing and matching backstage, where somebody's just like, "Hey, you want to go and play? Uh, we'll play some stuff. We'll call ourselves the Yellow Submarines." Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, yeah, if you want to be in my band called Hey, what about this for a Beatles tribute band? Hey, and the Judes. <laughs> better than better than some of the ones so you go to this thing you saw three days of Beatles cover bands tell me about this experience yeah. Santi okay so I think to set the kind of theme the kind of ethos for this whole thing we look no further than someone who is performing a, a John set that was his gimmick <laughs> to differentiate and uh, he's he's performing, and there's some kids, and he's like, oh, man, it's great to see the next generation here, you know, the next Beatles generation. And I'm just like, well, buddy, this dies with you guys, I think. Like, Well, you think the Beatles I, dies I with them? This. No, no, I think the, the festival. Oh, the fe- yeah, the, the festival, clearly. Festival, the festival, you, know? you can start <laughs> shoveling dirt on that thing once... Uh, once these guys are getting a little, can't pick up that uh, that Beetle base anymore. Exactly. But I just thought that was the, the idea that this music will just kind of live on forever with the same fervor. Um, anyway, kind of nuts. How many, um, what song did you hear too many times? Okay, I'm so glad you asked, Tom. Yeah, because I'm good at this. I was going this. crazy on the first day. I know what I'm doing. And Santi. You act, you act like it's a miracle that I pulled out a good question. No, it's no, me. Tom, I knew you were Santi, know it's this. me. And so on the first day, I, I was losing my mind, and I was like, you know what? I bet this would make a great best show call, and I'm going to track every song I hear now and how many times I hear it. Okay. Oh, amazing. And I've got a list here that is it's in my notes app, and I need to scroll like okay. – Two times with my thumb to get through the whole one. Okay, number one. What do you think was the number one song played that I heard based on the context of this year in the Beatles? Let it be. No, that's a piano very, song. Very close. Um, what song? Get Back, Six Times. Oh, you're right, of course. Because of the documentary. Let me just please. Go ahead. So the floor is yours. To that documentary. Okay. <laughs> because, okay. I'm going to hand myself. Then also, Here Comes the Sun, six times. Um, surprise, Ballad of John and Yoko, four times. Don't Let Me Down, four times. While My Guitar Gently le- Weeps, four times. Uh, surprisingly, the song 17. Three times. Wait, what song? <laughs> Which is 
17, 17 by Winger? Just 17. They did no, the song no, wait, 17? Maybe. You mean I saw her standing there? <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. yes. 17. I would have loved it if it was like, she's only 17. And Kip Winger came out in his, in his, uh, with his like with his crazy bass and his uh his dancer is like leotard that he would wear on stage but no you're talking about i saw her standing there i saw her standing there yes three times okay um yeah and then you know drive my car come together happy birthday i want to uh-huh. hold your hand i am the walrus imagine revolution sergeant peppers oh my god all of those three times what and if, when yeah. you hear three live songs, like uh-huh. three of the same live song in three days, it feels like it's six. So every time I would come back to my list, I was like, really? I've only heard it two times. Like, surely this is the set. <laughs> but yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. And what yeah. are some, were people doing Beatles impressions when they were up on stage? Like, I want to thank everyone for coming to the concerts tonight. And you're just like, you're so from Fishtown. You're like, you're from <laughs> Fishtown. You're not from Liverpool. We want to thank you all for coming to the show and rattling your jewelry. You work at the Wawa in Center City. <laughs> yeah, there was one band who did that, and they are called the Fab Four, and... They refer to each other as John, Paul, George, and Ringo. They talk in the accents. They're not English. What about this as a Beatles cover band? A band just like some like really out of shape guys, and they're called the Flab Four. Perfect. I right? would love that. Where they're just like, they just go up and they're just like, yeah, yeah I kind of let my gym membership lapse. <laughs> yeah, boy, spare tires really, uh, Really making it hard with this Hoffner Beetle bass. Or what about if they went up just in, um, in, uh, in, uh, really like gray clothes and they're called the Drab Four, right? That'd be good. Or they could do the, uh, the gray album. They do the gray up, album. Uh, the white album and the black album. Mm-hmm. Or what if they went up and they were, uh, dressed like the Gorton's fishermen and they were called the crab four and they throw and they just had like they would do yellow submarine i'm sure well yeah octopus's garden what is with ringo star in the ocean it's got only had four beetle it's got six songs on beetles albums two of them are about the ocean one's about a submarine the other one's about an octopus weird yes Dudio. Dudio. Can you talk on the mic? Oh, no, you can do the other room. Oh, wait, you're coming where? What's the best way to do it? Here he comes. Look at him. He's moving around. I got this guy. Uh, he's got a little pep in his step. I like it. He's got some pep in his step. Dudio. This is the new dude. This is Nudio. Well, that makes it sound like he's nude. He's, yeah. What, what happened? I what? said, I said, you have some pep in your step. It's like the new dudio. And then I called you nudio, but no, that implies no, no, that no, you're no, nude. No. I'm gonna, yeah. you're not, he's fully clothed. 
Yeah. Uh, this is a professional workplace. Um, I'm wearing my, uh, Mike, uh, bootleg best show t-shirt. Yeah, you are. And, uh, I, you, a cease and desist is on its way. <laughs> um, the, the shirts that Mike, uh, that fell off the back of a truck, apparently. Um, yeah. So we were trying to figure out different Beatles, man. And, but then I wanted to ask you this question. Yeah. Why? Ringo Starr had like five songs. Two of them are about the ocean. What's going on with that? Well, he, Octopus's Garden, Yellow Submarine. He didn't write Yellow Submarine. But he sang it, though. He sang it. He was, but I mean, what, that's all they're giving him. Of course he's going to sing it. Do you think Ringo was ever just like, do you think I might get to take a crack at this one? And Paul, and Paul, <laughs> Paul's like, which one? Hey, Jude? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one. You think there's any chance <laughs> I can try that one? Like, he's just like, he's like driving his car. He's thinking about it that he's like, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask today. I'm asking. I want to do that one. I want to be the one singing that one. You're not going to sing. Hey, Jude, <laughs> you can't sing it. It's my song. Yeah. You can't sing it. It's a real drag. You want to sing it. You can't sing it. He's like, he's sitting next to Paul on the piano when he's working on Let yeah. It Be. And he's like, and this is where my part comes in. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like kind of like they're like, "Hey Jude, don't make it, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better, make it better." <laughs> I honestly think that would make it better. Any winners for the tickets yet? Yes, we do have winner. Okay, who they're, won? They're who DMing won? me right now. I'll have okay. details uh, very shortly. Okay, good, good. Very exciting. Congratulations. The, the person that won was in Kentucky, and then someone was like, why don't you just give them to somebody who's actually in Los Angeles yeah. and would go? Yeah. So that's yeah. what we did. Yeah. I Look, God bless them that they guessed a thing, but it's a, it was a contest with a, a point behind it. Yeah. What Now, you said you knew the album that yeah. is my per What is it? Yeah, it's the uh, it's the Mars Volta record. Yep, you got it. Was it? No, <laughs> no, I didn't think it was either. No, it's uh, it's uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. It is not Blood Sugar Sex Magic. All right, well, we'll figure it out. All right, all right. So, any other things, uh, Santi, about this uh, Beatles uh, thing you saw? Yes. So the most. Um demented set that i saw was called get back yeah and it was essentially a reenactment of that documentary series of them kind of like being in studio and then finishing with the rooftop concert. well that's just the dumbest thing but i've ever heard in my life it's so here's how it starts you know everyone's excited this is the headliner of the night it's 11 30 this guy comes out with a bass and just kind of starts playing chords on it and like, you know, mumbling, humming, kind of like finding the song. Uh huh. And then, and then some other band members come out and sit next to him and they just kind of trade songs a little. And so that's the first five minutes and you're just like, well, this is wildly untheatrical and uninteresting as like a stage performance. Then they go into a couple songs. Um, as like a full band, everyone kind of, you know, meanders out. At, but then 
they stop playing and they just kind of stretch, you know, like they're in the studio and they got to take a break. And some stagehands come out with little sandwiches and juices on trays and like serve them to the band. And the band is like, they're eating and like kind of like rubble, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. And then suddenly the George Harrison like gets mad and quits the band and walks off stage. And they're like, you know, and the audience is like, I am loving it, I think. Like, I don't know. This is what I would do if I was at that show. I'd say, hey, I got a special, uh, I'd have like a drone that would like a yellow submarine drone and I'd fly it over <laughs> the crowd. And, but they'd be like, well, what's that giant bag hanging off of the, like the giant garbage bag that's moving, hanging off the bottom of that yellow submarine drone. And then a second drone would fly in that has Helter Skelter written on the side of it. It has like a spinning knife on it that would slash open the garbage bag that would just be filled with thousands of live crickets and would fall <laughs> on the th- on the audience. I'd say like, and they'd be like, why are you doing this to us? I'd be like, Buddy Holly and the crickets were a big influence on the Beatles. So I decided to give you guys a cricket bath. I'm glad you talked about influences because – after George quits the band, oh, God. they go into this weird mashup of it seems like people who influenced the Beatles and then were influenced by the Beatles. So it's mm-hmm. like Stand By Me, Johnny Be Good, Blue Suede Shoes. Sounds like listening to that dumb it's like listening to that dumb Beatles channel on uh on uh Serious? On Serious, yeah. Laura yeah. Cantrell does a and good show they, on that, but, but. The rest of them. Uh, then they play uh, that lots. Nirvana song with the lyric "Gonna Find a Way." I forget what the name of the song is. What? What song? But that that Nirvana song, like "Gotta Find a Way, a Better Way." No, I, I literally don't know. When what you're I was anyway, and the audience is like not really a Nirvana audience. Very weird moment to look around. And then at the end of that mashup, Yoko, in quotes, comes out and starts kind of, you know, doing her Yoko thing. And then John, like, hugs her and kind of escorts her off stage. Okay. Oh, no. Anything else? That's all, man. <laughs> you can't run. You can get out now. You can spare yourself. No, no. Thank you for the call, Santi. I'm I'm, no, 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 no. You're off the hook. My you pleasure. had a great call. You have a great night, buddy. Let's go to Twitter and look at, of course, uh, first for four Ramones albums. I would say especially Rocket to Russia is perfect. Um, what else we got? Yeah, this is a good one. Topher saying uh, pussy galore. Sugar, uh, sugar ship. Sharp, that is a perfect record. Oh my goodness, is that a perfect record? Exile, I don't know if Exile on Main Street's a perfect record. I don't know. Village Green, is Village Green a perfect record? Yeah, I, it, I say I like Arthur better than Village Green. I don't know, but even Arthur has like, I don't know. If look, the Kinks, they like their Rudy Toot Toot stuff. 
They like playing their grandpa's music. They like grandpa's music. That's fine, but go play it over at grandpa's house. Not, uh, don't put it on your album. That's fine. You want to go listen to grandpa's music? Go put it on a grandpa's old Victroli. The Mad Villain album is way up there. I don't know if that's perfect, but that's really, that's a good call. Um, Marquee Moon, I see coming up over and over. Marquee Moon is a perfect album. That is a perfect album by television. That's a great album. Um, welcome to the best show. To whom am I speaking? Hey, Tom, it's Ed from Boston. How are you? I'm good. What's going on, Ed? Congratulations on the new show. It's great. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate it. What do you like? You like yeah, the, the uh, sound of the, the calls sound good? What do you like? I like that when you call in, you can listen to the show before you're coming on. Yes. The new innovations for callers. Callers used to not be able to hear the show, but now they can. When you're on hold, you hear the show. It's painless. And you're ready for the moment then. Exactly. Very cool. Very cool. What do you got for me, Ed? Uh, I'm going to, I don't. I don't want to be pandering, but I am seeing this band on Friday, right down the street from where I work, which is really exciting. In, uh, I, I think I can guess. You're in Boston. Right? Is that who yep. you're talking about? There it is. Who is it? Uh, yep. Oh, I know what band you're talking about. Never had to knock on wood, <laughs> but I wish that someone said, you know, I wonder if I could. I never had to, I never knocked on wood. That guy didn't even have, that guy, the, the, that guy made Mark E. Smith sound like a Pavarotti. <laughs> that yep. goofball. So what, what, what do you got? What, who are you going to see? I'm going to see in Holyoke, Mass, which is a Western Mass. Um, but I'm going to see Super Chunk. Oh, there at, you uh, go. Yeah. At, there a great, go. at a great venue uh, called the Gateway City Arts in Holyoke. Yeah, Super Chunk are the best. I've seen Super Chunk maybe more than any other band in my life. The best. This is my first time. Well, you're going to, you're going to, uh, oh, you're a Super Chunk virgin. Oh, they're going to dump pig's <laughs> blood on your head. You know about that, right? You go through the gauntlet of terror. There's a gauntlet of terror where they where you get blindfolded and then people uh, beat you with wet Super Chunk T-shirts. And then you go to the front of the stage and, and uh, Mac pours pig's blood on your head. Then you're allowed to stay. I mean, with the week out... All right, sounds all right. No, it's know. a good time. It's a good time. No, it, I'm glad you're going to see them. I can't wait to see them. They'll be out here in August. Uh, they they postponed because uh, one of their members got COVID. Right. Yes. Um. So. Um. Ed. By the way, though. Right up the on the mouth is a perfect playing. super chunk album. On the mouth is a perfect super chunk album. That's a perfect album. I'm, I'm, 
Well, get ready, kid. You got some thrills ahead of you if you don't know that album. <laughs> I do know the record, but I'm more of a foolish or honestly, here's where the strings come in. Mm. Look, there's no wrong answer to that one. It's super chunk. So what, uh, tell me, what, what were you going to say was your perfect album? Well, not, but I'm just saying right up the street, just so worse than a, you can get little Steven's, uh, cannabis right up the street from the place they're playing. Little Steven's what? I mean, he has, I, you know, he has a cannabis line, right? He has a, you can get his weed. Little Steven has a cannabis line. You don't know this. Uh, take it easy. What, a, what, what do you think I am? <laughs> The collector of, of every piece of minutia that ever happened. You realize there's 10,000 things that happen a day. There's 10,000 dumb things that happen in the world every day. And God forbid I missed the little Steven has a weed line. Are they wrapped in bandanas? Yes. Uh, it's little Steven's underground apricot. Uh, I can't say that word. Apricot. Oh, you can't say the word? <laughs> yeah, how's that feel? You Weisenheimer? No, you didn't hear about that? <laughs> yeah, not so much fun, oh, is Gary. it? Well, actually, it must be pretty fun. I'm... Um, yeah. Can yeah. somebody get make it so but, Dave yeah, from Knoxville get... can get through? Studio, can you help Dave? Dave's been trying to get through for for a long time, and I I want to talk to him. Thank you. Um. Yeah. Okay. So he's got his perfect. That's not what the what topic is tonight. What, okay. What's the perfect album? I know a I know an album from a from a Boston group that is truly a perfect I, album. I, I, I'm gonna go for an easy. I'm going to go for an easy one. The Cars first album. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The Cars first album is one of the most perfect albums okay, that's ever that ever was created. That is as flawless a record as there's ever been. That first Cars album is literally one. That's got to be one of the top thirty albums ever recorded. Yep. What's your favorite song on it? And I know some people um, would say that I'm in. I'm in touch with your world. Is that the one that's like the? That's like the. It's fine. It's good. No, it belongs on there too. It's great. There ain't no wrong. You need no, a breather. You need a breather sometimes. You need a breather. It's pacing. It's in pacing. A good record. That's not a bad song. It's a pacing song. Ah man, I mean, best friends girl with that guitar playing is just. Right. Yeah. What's your favorite lyric on the album? You know what mine is when he goes, It's an orange aid sky always <laughs> with some other guy. Bow now 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 now. It's just a broken lullaby. Bye. Bye love. Bye. Bye love. Bye. Bye love. When I was in fifth grade, uh we had a record player in the school. We had two albums and these completely shaped who I am. The more I think about this, literally I was defined in that fifth grade classroom. What were the two albums we played every day in school? One of these two albums, the car's first album or the soundtrack to Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. 
which literally is 85% of who I am is, is, I don't mind you coming here and wasting all my time, time that, and there's no way of knowing which way is blowing. Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is a hurricane a blowing? Like that's me. That's that boiled me down. I got, I was stamped and approved that time by life. Hey, uh, Ed, do you, do, are you a Patreon supporter? Yes. Patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the show. And I'm going to mention it more on the show yeah. now. I go weeks without mentioning this. We got to keep the lights on now. I'm going for it with this show. Wait. That's all I ask of the listeners. Patreon.com slash the best show. I'm with you all the way, Tom. There's video of islands up there from their performance in studio last week. Amazing. Check that out. Did you hear that session? How good did that sound? Amazing. You didn't hear it. It was very good. You didn't hear it. I did hear it. Get off my phone. Sorry. I don't know why I did that to him, but I did. I done did it. I done did it. Oh, your guy. He does it, right? You can't mess with the best show. They try to mess with it, but they it, 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 there ain't no messing with it. There ain't no messing with it. You can't mess with the best show. You can't mess with it. Frankie, do you draw? You can't mess with it. You can't mess with it. Twenty-year-old Frankie. You can't mess with it. He's married. He's got a kid. He's working in a factory. He's working from seven to five. He's just trying to survive. Let's hear it for Frankie.
laugh, man. What about it? It's just the worst. No, it's not. You love it. I don't. Whoopie damn do. I said. I said. I said. I said. We just have a good rhythm together. You know, it just sort of pulls me out. I feel him out. You're going to love him. We go for it. Stick it in a park, skip a diva in a yard, in a Honda shower park. 101.5, let's go to Doug in uh, Dunnell. Doug, you are now on Jersey 101.5. Doug, what do you want to say? How's it going, Tommy? It's going good. What do you think? Oh, I got to tell you, hearing this stuff, I got smoke coming out of my ears. I'm furious. And I mean, it's sickening that the stuff is going on, that these, these liberals just push through this stuff. They favor criminals over normal people. It's almost like you're better off being a criminal. Well, it seems like, uh, it does seem like crime pays, doesn't it? It's uh, no crime pays, and I mean, if this is how they're going to be, they should literally, you know, I'd love to see them watch their family members get murdered and see how they feel. To see that happen to them, see if they're, uh, how they're feeling, and then, uh, I mean, I drive past the prison. I mean, these people, I'm not even going to say what prison it is, but they're up against the fence making gestures that the car is going by. Just these are animals in there, and it's just, it's, it's, it's just horrifying that this goes on and the state pays for it, that we just can't kill these dirtbags. Yeah. The second they're, the second the guilty verdict comes, verdict comes down, they should get taken out back and shot in the face. Well, I'm not going to disagree with you. Let me have a Diablo sandwich, a Dr. Pepper, and make it fast. I'm going to goddamn hurry.
no tenga. Stop! 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 Stop!
trip I've ever been on. I'm the real article. What you see is what you get.
Yeah, Besho, what's up? Ding dong, ding bong. The show can do 800 things. What can your podcast do? So, let's get back to those hot, hot phones. Half hour to go in the best show. How are you? Welcome to the best show. Who am I talking to? Hello? Hello? Hello, hi. Um, Welcome to the best show. Hey, this is Tyler in Houston. How are you? Good. How are you, Tyler? What's going on in Houston tonight? Oh, not much. I first time caller and I'm extremely nervous right now. So Well, Tyler, I'm gonna tell you this. You relax. You're here with your friend Tom. Nothing's gonna go wrong. I got your back. Well you Let's let's have a nice conversation. You did it. Thank you. There you go. That now you're even in even in better, better shape with this call. What's going on, buddy? Well, I have a few for the topic. I have been listening along and writing and scratching stuff out, and so I'm hoping maybe I got a one or two that might work and make it on the list. <laughs> well, let's give it a shot. What do you got? Well, I, I've got one that I'm hoping you might. I'm. I know I've heard you about it. Uh, MGMT, congratulations! Yes, perfect album. Love it so much. Perfect. Modern psychedelia. Yeah. Alive and well, thanks to the gents in MGMT. Love them. Love them. Love them. Love them. Perfect. Yeah, That's I, a great one. I'm glad you brought that to mind. And you're from Texas, yeah, so I do want to say, I did want to say, I do believe a Giant Dogs album pile is perfect. It's perfect. From 2016, every song is a hit. Every song is a hit on that album. A masterpiece of perfection from my friends in absolutely. A Giant Dog. Um, I, I saw them several years ago with uh, with Spoon opening up. It was a fantastic show. Yeah, with Spoon. Look, God, you could say "ga ga 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 ga" is way up there. As a that album is so good. Ay ay ay, is that a good album? That might be perfect. Also, what's the bummer on that album? Everything's great. What would be the bummer? Oh gosh. Uh, there's not, it's not there. That's why it's, just, it's a trick question. Yeah. I'd say I've, I've seen them. I've seen them seven or eight times. I don't think there is one. So yeah, they were playing, uh, here last week. I, um, I, um, gave, uh, give, uh, I gave, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the nod, uh, my boys an Island, I Island islands, islands, Look, I love Spoon, love Islands. Islands 
went out 10 times out of 10, I'm going to go see islands. I'll see islands rather than I'll go. I, I, there could be a, a star Wars episode 10. They're only showing for one night or islands are playing. I'll go see islands. Yeah, that was Isla Mania favorite album of last year. hundred percent. Um, yeah, absolutely. What a, what a great album. Another guy who, um, I would say Asleep and a Forgetting might be the most perfect Islands record. If I had to say, I think that's the one that has the most consistent tone throughout. Great album. Great, great, great album. The whole catalog's great, but I think that album is uniquely special and uh, is worth listening to if you're a little sad. You might want to put that one on. Absolutely. Tyler, look at the job you just did. You did great. You did great, buddy. Can, can, can I can I give you can I give you a long shot that? Of that course, go real I, quick, real quick. We got a lot of ground to cover, and we got a half hour left. But I, the floor is yours, my I, I, Absolutely, I saw I saw one of Pat's stories from uh, the tribute that they were doing this weekend, and it reminded me of Exploding Hearts Guitar Romantic. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I look. I've I missed out on Exploding Hearts for whatever reason. They just never got on my on my radar. I know people loved them. Just I missed it. You can't can't catch yeah, them all. It, it's what, not what, Pokemon Go up in here. You can't catch them all. No, no, absolutely not. But no, I, I Tom, I appreciate you taking my call, and I will let you get to whatever you know the rest of the calls. I'm just awesome. so happy that I got through for the first of course. time. You have a grand night. Thanks for the call, buddy. Good, good call, good call. All right, all right, best show. Hi, hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? Michelle, the Oreo head. Oh my goodness, it's Michelle. The Oreo fanatic who uh, is a student of the Oreo cookie. Correct. That's me. Look, we're not going to talk. I paid for you to go see that movie, Father Stew. <laughs> Just tell me Thank real quick. God. Was it was it bad? No, it was. We liked it. You liked it? Good. Then that's that even better. Necessary. That's even better. And did I send you the money? No, you did not. Oh boy, that's, that's why I'm. That's why I'm. Oh, that's right. Called. Look, I'll send you the money tonight. Serious, no joke. Uh, you have you have my email, right? Uh, is it? What is it? Best show? Is it Something the, like the general one? Yeah, just it, send it, it the general. Send me your Venmo, and I'll Venmo you tonight. Okay, I did enjoy my soda that I had while watching the movie. It okay, was really okay. refreshing. I'm glad. That's generally uh, the the idea with a beverage refreshment yes so what um, what yeah, the movie was the movie was what it oh, was, sorry, a, was pretty good movie was pretty good you know we went in we were thinking nobody's going to be there right it's a monday uh there's a full group like a full senior citizen group of i don't know some sort of group of senior citizens who, are, who is enjoying the movie with us that was unexpected moment number one they were loving it they were cracking up mm-hmm we started watching the movie. We're like, this isn't going to be very good. Yeah. But it was actually not that horrible. Um, some cringy parts were Mark Wahlberg making sure to, he, he was doing a lot of like physical stuff, like showing off basically. Like he really worked that into the movie. But otherwise, I think he, I guess, did a good job like portraying the real life fathers do. We did a little research afterwards. Okay. 
Um, I also don't really like movies that are over two hours because I usually fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did not fall asleep during this movie. Yeah, it it wasn't. So that's like good in my book. Well, that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a good sign. You didn't fall. Put that on the poster. I didn't fall asleep. Michelle the Oreo head. Yeah, I mean, yeah, (laughs) that's a that's a good sign. The critics can't get enough of Father Stew. Michelle, the Oreo head said, I didn't fall asleep. Now, Michelle, I mean, that's pretty, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. It's been like two months since I saw the movie, but yeah. Uh, well, Michelle, you know, the show's been in a lot of, the show's been in a lot of, in, in a state of flux and we're just nailing it down now. We're getting back to, back to basics and back to. No, I know. Picture. It's great. Congratulations on um on the new digs. No, oh, thanks so much. The new digs and the new best show. The new uh, we got a new attitude uh, to quote uh Patty LaBelle. Um so tell me, Michelle, what's going on in the world of Oreo cookies? You know, what a crazy day. Um unexpected flavor drop. Uh get this. Didn't even know this was happening. Neapolitan, a flavor that was apparently out in 2011, is making a return. I have not gotten them yet. I just found out today, but that's some hot, fresh news for all the Oreo freaks out there. So there's Neapolitan um, cookies. Are they are they limited to any specific store or just everywhere? I think they're going to be everywhere. The cool thing about them is they're advertising a waffle cone cookie, which is I've never had that before. So finally some flavor innovation. I feel like it's been a real drought in the Oreo lab. Mm -hmm. Finally, somebody stepped up and said, let's do something fun. So I'm pretty excited. Um, I really hope I'm not disappointed. We got to get you. We got to get you in that Oreo lab. That's my new goal to get you in that Oreo lab. I mean, yeah. Anybody out there, anybody out there have like an uncle or an aunt who works for Oreo and they got access to the lab. You got to get Michelle in there. You know, put the white coat on. Just, just give me a few hours in the lab, and I'll be yeah. flipping things around. Exactly. The flavors I'll come up with. The flavors you'll come up with in the lab. Next thing you know, they'll be eating uh, a Father Stew Oreo. But it would be the yeah. flavor of beef stew. The, like a communion. What? what no, it no, little, it would be like a, a beef stew flavored Oreo. Stew, like the word stew would be S T E W. Yeah, but like on a on with the little cookies they give you at church. Look, well, I'm not what looking. I'm not looking. At, I'm look, I, I I want nobody protesting the show. I don't want they. Okay, my I wrote. A, look, I wrote Sorry, a movie I'm forty gonna... years ago, and it got protested. It was called um, Last Temptation of Christ. I was very proud of it, and we got protested, and I never worked again. I didn't mean to get so controversial. Thank you. This is a family show. I'm kidding. We got to get you in that lab. <laughs> That's the new mission. Yeah, Michelle. Look, For I would sure. love. To, I'd love to talk to you all night. I got a full phone bank here. Oh, I know. It's fine. You know, I I, I was on hold, but it's all good. You're very. They're all on hold. I'm looking. This, somebody. One person's show. been on hold for four days. I believe it. You well, go, you go get them. Thank you, Michelle. I'll send you, you an email. Of course, please. We'll do. chat again. We will, of course we will. Count on it. Bye bye. Okay. All right. Bye. Okay. Let's go real fast. We're burning through them.
Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Colin from from Los Angeles. Colin from Los We're Angeles. Trying to go fast, you know. I know That's you good. A, no, 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 a full, no. A full no. bank. No, Colin, you've been on hold for a while, and I appreciate your patience. What? What do you have for the topic? Well, I just wanted to say I really appreciated what you were saying a while back about just how much you care for everyone and how much the show means to you and how much you wish well to every listener. And, you know, I know you're uh, doing the show from Los Angeles now, but I think during that segment you were coming straight from the heartland. Oh, that's very sweet. That's, I like that. I like how you did that. I like how you did that. Uh, so yeah, what are you going to so, do now? Pitch? Are you going to say you like Scarecrow nice by John Cougar Mellencamp's your favorite album? Uh, yeah. How, how did you know? <laughs> no, I know you got no, something I, else. Uh, that can't be it. That, of course. No, no, no. My favorite album, obviously, is my uh, newest album, my latest release of music that I've made my myself. Okay. Interesting. You think you so, made a perfect album? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. you could say that. I think that. All right. Well, tell us what the album is. Okay. It's uh, O space uh, B space uh, F space U space. It's it's called Odd Two Centuries. It's got a space between every letter, and uh, maybe maybe that gives it marks against being a perfect mm. album. My, the, some, the name itself might cases, be imperfect. I'm not yeah. going to hold that against hey, the music, though. The music. And look, I want to hear this. How can I hear that? You're going to send me this record? You send me a link? Sure. Send me yeah, a link, Colin. Link. Where do I send it? You got Twitter? Uh, yeah. I'll send well, it find me over there, my friend. I want to hear this. Yeah. Oh, what? Rap. Say the name of your band. Uh, it's Colin Oliver. Colin I, Oliver, I and the name, name of the album is. All right, Colin, this is what I'm going to do. You find me. You send me a link. I'll check it out. I'll review it on the show next week. Oh, that'd be great. Thank you, buddy. Bye. Got a lot of calls. Let me talk to Mike and Pat, please. Mike and Pat, are you there? I'm here. Mike, what's a perfect album in your mind? I haven't seen it pop up. Uh, you know, it's kind of obvious, but uh, Miles Davis, Kind of Blue. Well, if you think it kind of blue, then that can't be a perfect album. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like you dislike it. So you B-L-U-E. think his music kind of blue, but he, but it's perfect? Well, that's a conundrum. B-L-U-E. <laughs> it's like the new Who's On First. <laughs> you got a lot of jazz albums coming out in the... Uh, these days, and they got a lot of interesting titles. Kind of blue. <laughs> so, kind of, kind of blue is amazing, uh, obviously. But Miles My, Davis has so many records that are just—you can't believe that the same artist came up with that same yeah. artist did them. It's 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 inconceivable, and it's amazing that he got to to follow his muse to the degree he did it's very it's very impressive i also put up uh flying burrito brothers 
gilded palace of sin. Yeah, get a little bit of that Harvard country, right? <laughs> you knock him for that? A little bit, <laughs> a little bit. I'll take a couple yeah, points okay. off for that. All right. These Harvard guys. Hey, man, you want to go down and see the Red Sox playing? Or did he go to Princeton? He's a Harvard man. He was Harvard? Okay. Yeah, Princeton would be the same thing. <laughs> Harvard and Princeton. You know who went to both, Mike? Who? Ted Cruz. Oh, yeah. That that man of the people. He's <laughs> like, we got to get these elites. This guy went to Harvard and Princeton. That's like a it's like a parody of an elite. Yeah. So so you say Flying Burrito Brothers first album and Miles Davis those are perfect records for you. Yeah. What would you think about um You know what record I was thinking of Mike was uh Public Enemy it takes a nation of millions. Yeah, that's a good one. To me that Strong. record is the most unrelenting. When I heard the first time I heard that, I was like, this is the most unrelentingly, <laughs> yeah, just intense record. And mm-hmm. it was like, <clears throat> it's a mind blower. It was a mind blower. And it was like, it was like a vice. Like it would get tighter and t- and more intense. <laughs> like you couldn't yeah. believe that they kept, they found ways to like turn up the intensity uh-huh. As it went on, it was a real, it just, I was, that to me, that record was truly life changing. Pat. Yes. First of all, congratulations on the amazing event you put together to honor your, your friend who passed away, Chuck Daly, this past weekend. It looks Thank like you. it was a real Thank triumph. You. Thank you. Chuck Daly forever. And, um, we're still taking donations towards NAMI and the Coalition for New York City Homeless. Um, that's over at GoFundMe. You could search Chuck Daly Forever, and people can. The money's going directly to both groups. We're gonna, it's very, it's really amazing. Everything. And you did a. There was a show at White Eagle Hall, and yep, a bike ride. It was amazing. It was one of the one of the best weekends of my life. Uh, so many people I've known from. The last 15 years, uh, people I hadn't seen in so long came out and oh. it was just great, great weather and, and, uh, that's so many good times. That so is so great. I'm so happy that happen. that, that it came off the way it did because you, you all worked so hard thank on it. And thank you to White Eagle Hall and, uh, and also our friend Todd Afonic who really came through getting us that venue. Seriously. No, that's always, he, Todd's the best. Yes, sir. Um, you know what though, Pat? What is it? You're the best. Well, thank you. Look at that. So are you. Well, thank, oh, thank you. Thank you. And hey, Mike. What makes this the Mike? best show. Mike? Yes. You're the best too. Oh, thanks, Tom. You're the best too. Oh, th- thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Dudio. Uh, I want to just say, uh, your show, uh, you're, you're appearing at the Pack Theater on Saturday. And you're the best also. Look at this. It's somewhere. Oh, hey, Andrew. Andrew's a new engineer. Yeah, Tom? You're the best. Oh, thanks, Tom. So nice to say that. Thank you. Ugh, I'm going to throw up. No. Not from you. Just from the – just that you, you were not – you didn't tip it there. It was not a Jenga uh, tower <laughs> collapse. It was just a general uh, overindulgence in sweets. I see. I see. Well, so don't good. take it personally. Now, now, Pat, what is a perfect album for you? Um, I have one in mind, I want to say, but um, 
I'm going to say a couple that I'm shocked we haven't gotten to that no one said yet. And the first one off the top of my head is uh, Modern Lovers first oh, album. Oh, there it is. That is a perfect yeah. album. That is a sustained that tone. That one hasn't been said yet. Hit after hit after hit. And after that, hit. that frickin' Cars album wouldn't happen without that Modern Lovers album. Exactly. Yeah. They they wouldn't. It's credit where credit's due. Uh, no one said Sweet Out of the Rodeo, which is one of my favorites. Ah, um, another more more yeah. uh, more Ivy League country coming up on the <laughs> but show. I, but I have a deeper cut that that, uh, that no music nerd would say, but it's it is the it is the go to at the top of my list, and it's what is that? probably a personal journey for me uh, in my musical journey. You know. Really? Yeah. Which I mean, journey? Like, album? You know, which just one? Like Escape? Discovering music and and really getting into discovery. Are you like the album Discovery by Journey? That's one of the, your perfect <laughs> yeah. albums. It's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Um, no, you like what album? No. I my one of my favorite albums of all time is "An Outcome the Wolves" by Rancid. I can go track by track. Mm-hmm. It is the best. I put it on and I am skateboarding in seventh grade mm-hmm. and hanging out with my friends and it is it is that's that's where it takes me i puts me in a good mood i can put it on anytime listen from front to back it is my favorite album of all time uh pat look that is a that is a thing that i look i'm not gonna i don't know it honestly rancid were not for me yeah it was i was uh older than the than somebody who rancid would resonate for yeah but when you're a kid and that thing hits you right between the eyes absolutely um that's it like a like a like a big pizza pie and then and then it's the it's the gateway to like so much more like deeper cut punk Mm -hmm. and uh reggae and like you know there's just so there's so much stuff that 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 album took me down different paths that i did like they're referencing you know like desmond decker and all these other people that i'm just like yeah who's that i'm gonna check that out you know like so there's so that it's 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 kind of a you know they're 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 a ridiculous band, but they're also really good. And mm-hmm. it's and and you could say the same about like the Ramones, you know, like I mean some people were saying like, well, you know, first four Ramones albums could be considered one, you know, best album. And that's true, but um I would say Rocket anyway, that, to Russia to me is the way that goes. Rocket to Russia, yeah, sure. And that's maybe the, the that's one. the that's but top of the pyramid. But yeah, Rancid for me, that's mm-hmm. that's what does it. All right. You're not gonna believe this, Pat. Yeah, but I I played Ruby Ruby Soho mm-hmm. last night at uh, my local establishment on the jukebox. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> and then we got into this whole thing about yeah. uh, ska, right? And somebody else was playing mm-hmm. the toasters, and mm-hmm. and you, you know, know you know what else uh, is interesting about that too is that Mike, you uh, the food at that green uh, quick check is often rancid. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the. Oh, you know, I mean, they came after. I was older when Rancid came yeah, out. You were there for the clash. They sounded like a, a perfectly uh, good simulation of the clash. Like, you know, next, they, like yeah. for the next and, generation. And would, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, simulation. Yeah. And you and I have, had, have talked about that before, Mike. We've, we've yeah. kind of, you, you kind of, we've, we've made that comparison. And, and like for me, like being like a seventh grader, like 13 years old, Hearing a band like that, and then then going like, oh, there's bands like The Clash. Like then you yeah. start going backwards, and it's like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, there's this greater world. But I want to just say one yeah, thing related know. to that, Pat. I went, I did karaoke yeah. last night, 
And I went and did a song, and I bombed so hard. What? Doing this Elton oh, John no. song. The crowd did not care. What Elton John song? I guess that's why they call it the blues. That's a killer, man. No, of course Are you it was. Man, hey, screw, all right, screw calm, calm down. Where but, was this? But then some goofball gets up after me and goes, I don't drink no Sansamia. Oh, I don't eat no pork and beans. <laughs> was that actually and the crowd Rome? suddenly like, <sighs> Was that Rome from Sublime that came up and did that? They love Sublime out here. Um, yeah. Dudia, what's a perfect album for you? And then I'll take these final calls well, and wrap it up. The one that uh, everyone was uh, guessing to win, and Sean uh, Mulvahill won the tickets to see my show Saturday night at the Pack Theater, 8 p.m., uh, Jason Gore's Midlife Crisis, Wildflowers by Tom Petty. There you go. And then another perfect album I would throw out there that nobody has said is probably Alien Lanes, Guided by Voices. Mm-hmm. That's that's way up there, yeah. Absolutely. That's that might be the best. That's the best GBV album. I think so. Might be, yeah. It's the one I go to the most. You can, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are great. Everybody's got this is a really fun topic. Everybody had a lot of great uh great contributions. Let's take these final calls and then we'll wrap it up. Can I do 3 calls in 6 minutes? Watch this. Hello, best show. Oh, I hope you I hope you can give me a, I hope oh. it's not over in six minutes. No, it is Hi, over. Tom. Dave, it's over in six minutes. I've got a full plate here. It's okay, Dave from I'll, Knoxville, finally I'll, back on the show after four and a half years I'll, of yelling at me because he can't get through. I'll get you through, buddy. I'll, I'll go, you want, we got a new phone system. Fast. I'll get you through. <clears throat> this is so important to me. I'll go super fast. You go super fast. I've, <clears throat> I've, I've got four, if you don't mind. Let's hear it. I'm an old guy. Let's hear him. Blue Oyster Cult, Tyranny and Mutation. Second Blue Oyster Cult. I would maybe go with the first Blue Oyster Cult album, but Tyranny and Mutation can't go wrong with the first two Blue Oyster Cult albums. They're they're uh, they're a pair of perfect albums. Yes, uh, Elvis Costello this year's model. I would go with Armed Forces personally. But this I year's model great. is unimpeachable. I like that he tried to sound like ABBA. <laughs> which is was a prime influence uh, on the recording of Armed Forces. How, how about King Crimson Red? Red is right there with. I would have said Dave when some, when somebody when Mike in uh, Minnesota, I believe was was talking about Lark's tongues and aspect. I was going to say, yeah, buddy, it's Lark's tongues and Red side by side. We're coming up with the pairs right now. Look at this. You think we're running a fruit and stand gonna, with all these pairs? I don't think you'd like my fourth one, so I'm going to stop and ask you something else quick, if I can. Yeah, of course you can. Um, you, you you wrote a fabulous book, oh. an incredible book. My son went on a cruise last week and got to read it while he was on his cruise in Alaska. Was it the I, only book on the ship? I'm sure. Uh, did you say what? Was it the only book on the ship? I'm, no, sir. He took it with him. Oh, okay. Um, but I... I I sent you a message, and, and, you know, I know you're dealing with 8,000 things, yeah. but I, I did an index for your book. Hold so on. So if somebody I, calls me and says, what page did Tom mention Jay-Z in the book? I'm going to say page 186. Oh, my goodness. Dave, I, first but of all, what? I don't know how yeah. I missed this. I apologize. This is a bit, It's my loss on this. This is amazing. I'm, I'm going to see if I can well, put this, this index up on the website, on the Tom wrote a book site. How's that sound? Well, that's great. The reason I mention it, uh, I, 
it it may have a punchline or two, and it's your intellectual property, and I didn't want to undermine a punchline. Dave, we'll work. But, we'll work uh, it out. We'll work. We'll say right. don't do, use the index only after you've read the book. If you don't want punchlines spoiled. Right. Well, if you um, if you don't have a copy of it, I know in the move things get shifted around. Yeah. I'd Just let it. me know. I'll send you a copy of it. It's an Excel spreadsheet. It's really easy. Amazing. To I, well, let's figure it out. And I apologize for not being as in touch with you. I'm glad you're oh, Dave. No. I see you on Twitter and you're always you saying, on my health, you're always saying, Oh, I'm on the way out. I'm on the way out. You got way more to do still. You ain't going nowhere. All right. I'll be gone way I'm before you're I'm gone. Strong, Tom. I'll be gone way before you're gone. Back. I'll be gone I'll way before that. you're gone. I might not make it to Arbor Day. When's well, Arbor Day? Great to talk to you. Dave, Good luck with your other two callers. Thank I you so much. You I will talk to you very soon. Take Absolutely. care, buddy. Bye. Bye. All right. Moving it on. Moving it on. Hey, Tom. Best show. Jeff Fierzig, I've been told this is. Hey, Tom. How oh, you my doing? goodness. Good. How are you, Jeff? This is some topic. Let me tell you. This is a good one. It's great. It's great on the Twitter. It's great on the air. These are there's some very inspired yeah. voices I'm hearing. Very, very I, I impressed. Agree. But there's one, there's one perfect album. There's only actually there's only one perfect album with perfect in the title, and that seems to have been overlooked. Here. That's the perfect prescription by Spaceman Three. You're going to say, absolutely correct. That mm-hmm. is not only well they were so confident in what mm-hmm. they laid down. Yeah. They put perfect in the title. They knew it this for years. Like, from the yeah. get-go. Turn people on to, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you go, you go. Sorry. I was saying, like, when I turn people on to Spaceman 3, I say, here, check this folder out. You know why they call this album the perfect prescription? They say, why? Because it's perfect. They're like, oh, okay. And it is. It you know is. it, right? It is. It's why it's, it is, if you imagine the idea that one band could could embody everything you like about music suddenly it's like oh you like the velvet underground that's in there oh you like uh suicide that's oh, in there oh you, you everything's in there everything's in there you know, oh you like 13th floor elevators it's in there yeah you like solo Lou Reed Ode to yeah. Street Hassle unbelievable perfect perfect record i remember buying it and i remember driving home and I could not wait to put that thing on. And I was just like, Oh my goodness. This is this cha- like everything kind of changed when I heard that. Oh yeah. And then of course, don't forget, you know, red Crayola transparent radiation on that. Record. No, can't miss it. They, they touched all the bases. <laughs> Jeff, that record is so, that record is so perfect that when the reissue came out, forged, prescriptions yeah the new york times which of course you don't look to for culture i mean the last time they wrote about music you know accurately was the double release of of zen arcade and double nickels on the dime how that happened no one will ever know the last time they got it right 20 years go by and then you get forged prescriptions there's no publicist that it's such big news that the perfect prescription is now a double album that even the new york times has to just admit this is newsworthy. We have to write about this. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. And that's not the place you go to read about music, you know? No. Even when the when the New York Times gets it right, you know that it's right. 
Yeah, and know someone earlier mentioned the MGMT album that you love. Yeah. Well, who's the secret weapon behind? Oh, it's it's a, I know who it is. Well, look, it's the, the see it's 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 uh it's it's uh, Sonic Boom. It's Sonic Boom, the producer. You know, half of Spaceman. Oh, uh, Jeff, I know. I, there's, I, a, there's I, a lot of perfection. A lot of perfection. It's in the air. Here. All right, Jeff, yeah. I got to get this one last call in before. Yeah, have... yeah, great, great topic. Best show, West. All best right, thanks, West. buddy. I'll best talk to you West later. Is the, the West is Bye. the best. Bye. All right, final call, final call. Let's get it going here. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom, this is Zach in Philadelphia. Zach in Philadelphia. What's up, Zach? Um, I got two good ones. Can I do the quickest show promotion ever? Of course you can. Okay, Thursday, Philomoka. Uh, we got members of Taiwan Housing Project's new band, Banjo Dog Body. Uh, the band I play drums for, Droopies. We just released an album, Echoes Lightly. Uh, some would say it's perfect. Uh, thank you so much. I got two for you. Supreme Clientele. Supreme Clientele, uh, way up there. Or way Fish Scale, whatever you prefer. Yeah, look, I know, then, I've uh, gone back and forth, and some goofball made fun of me on Twitter because I said Fish Scale was better than Supreme Clientele. We're talking about Ghostface Killer albums. Um it's a matter of preference. I think, I think in the scheme of things, Supreme Clientele might be better because it's a little tighter of an album. I think Supreme, I think, uh, Fish Scale might be a little, a little, uh, full. Uh, yeah, I think it comes down to the skits too. What skits do you like? And get ready for my skits. You, Zach, you get ready for my, if your band needs skits. You drop me a line. I'll, we'll skit you up on that record because I'm skit. I'm, when it comes to this, I'm skit man Crothers now. I'm doing skits on everybody's record. What's the other one you got? What else you got? Uh, Blood Visions. Oh, that's a good one. So good. J. Lee Lindsay. I'm not saying the other thing. The best. He was the best in the biz. R.I.P. Perfect album. Yeah. Buddy, what a great way to end the show. Thanks for the call. Ah, that's what I wanted. That's music to my ears. So, thanks to everybody who called. Thanks to everybody who helped with the show tonight. Thank you, Andrew and Jason and Pat and Mike. And we are getting it all underway. The best show like the carpenter said, we've only just begun, and here we go. We'll be back next week. We got some exciting, exciting guests. I hope they work out and show up. We'll find out. Until then, I bid you all a fond adieu and good night. <laughs>